There are over 1,000 UFO sightings reported around the world every month. 90% of these sightings can be explained, but 10% cannot. Officially and unofficially, the U.S. government has been investigating UFOs since 1947. Their top secret goal is to find out what's behind these unexplained sightings. The Pentagon classifies these as unusual airborne anomalies, but a better term is X-Files. Join us as Mac, Juan Juan, and Commander Cobra explore these unsolved cases, UFO incidents that even baffle the U.S. military. This is Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What a shoe we have for you tonight. Ten and a half, girls. I was told to say that. Um, we have uh, some very interesting guests coming up, some surprise guests coming up. And also, we're going to do the first drawing from the Magic Fishbowl uh, on the uh, big uh, Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe free book giveaway. You know, um, we've been uh, people have been writing to us uh, with the secret word, and we're going to pick at least four books tonight. We'll see. But before all that, I'm getting the evil eye now, and you don't want to get the evil eye from this cat. In the studio with us, girls, get ready. Fan yourself. You might want to throw some wet water. Wet water. Wet water. See, even I need to fan myself. <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, the very famous Juan Juan is here. Hello, everybody. Hello, girls, boys, men and women, and all ships at sea. Welcome to the Mac Maloney Show. We're happy to be here, Mac, by the way. Thank you, Juan Juan. Full of energy and full of life. Happy holidays. Happy to be here. Happy Christmas. Everything. Whatever the heck the holiday is. Happy everything. There's Hanukkah, right? On, on the, uh, the, on Where are we in Hanukkah? Are we going to? I don't know. We're in, I don't know. We're in Israel, I guess. I okay. don't know. What are you asking me? I don't know. Okay. Is it the 11 days of Hanukkah now? Something like that. Is it really? Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to ask someone. Who Somebody knows. call in and tell us. Yeah, please. Um, anyway, on the line with us is uh, up there in the bowl of flakes. You know him, you love him. Switchblade, Steve Wood. Great to be here. And I'd like to say that I'm also uh, full of happiness and life. Really? Yeah? Okay. Yes. Yeah. I don't want uh, one one to upstage me. Oh, <laughs> that's a losing battle switch, believe me. Anyway, he's getting a call from his agent here right now. So uh, how are things up there? What you have for breakfast this morning? Uh, I had, <laughs> I had a bowl of sugar frosted flakes. Nice. Hey, listen, I'm going oh, to switch it up next Tuesday. So I have, you know, because I'm generally honest when you ask me, okay, I, right. I, I could have made up something. I could have said, uh, no, no, no. oh, I don't know. No. I mean, something healthy. Okay. One, one is coming in with a piece of news. Is that show related there? Yeah. Cobra's ready. Cobra's ready. All right. Cobra's ready. So now how are we going to do this? It just took us an hour and a half to get switched on. How are we going to do, Cobra? Just call him on Skype? Yeah. Okay, fans, I know this is really interesting. But let's give it a shot. Everybody's dying to get on the show right from the beginning. All right, here we go. Cobra, I had I had coffee with Cobra. How yeah. about that for the title of something? Um, a coffee few days with ago. the Cobra. Yeah, a few days ago. 
We'll find out if, if he's full of happiness in life, too. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he is. He always is, isn't he? Okay, now we're going to start this fun part on the air. You know what? Let's finish up. I the think switch should, always be, uh, switch should always be happy because he's four degrees of, uh, uh, what do you call it? Beats me. The, the uh, Grinch that stole Christmas. <laughs> four degrees of this, the Grinch. Are we going back to that Boris yeah, Kalaf thing? Right. Yep. Forget uh, it. Humbug. There you go. So um, why don't we uh, – let me just get some of the, the stuff out of the way, okay. and then we'll take a break, and then we'll bring Coco on. Okay? okay, right. Joining us tonight, hopefully, is uh, a good friend of ours, uh, Marlene Pardo. She is a Miami ghost hunter, hmm. okay? And for some reason, and maybe she can explain it. I'm sure she can. You know, Miami, uh, Florida is, is probably like – was settled – you know, late in the, the, the history of the United States, okay? Yeah. I mean, you know, after World War, before World War II, it was just basically swamp and a vacation spot. Now it's, you know, it is what it is, right? Right. But there's a lot of ghost stories from down there. You know, there is kind of a, an old Florida, and it's kind of like an old South thing, one mm -hmm. of old mansions mm -hmm. and stuff. Mm -hmm. And a lot of stuff is haunted in Florida, in the Miami area in particular. So she's going to tell us about that. Molly, that should be interesting. Pado, yep. We're going to be talking to uh, Switch has at least a couple of reports tonight, right there, uh, Switchy? Uh, that's right. Okay. And um, also, we're going to be doing the um, book giveaway, as I mentioned earlier. And this is why I'm shaking there, JJ. Shaking. <laughs> shaking all over. Tonight, we're going to do a double shot of 10 questions for one. What? Okay, two oh my God. celebrity guests. And believe me, this like it's, it's, it's taken months of negotiations to get these people on. We got to go back in time to do one of them. It's really complex, Ooh. okay? Ooh. All right. So I have no idea what this is all about. Well, neither do I, but let's 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 discover all it right. together, okay? Oof. Switchy, okay? You all set there? You got a scotch and water going there? Uh, something like that. <laughs> okay, good. All right. Well, maybe maybe there might not be any scotch in it, but okay. it's ready. Yeah. Okay. So what do you get? Water, ice water, water and cornflakes. Yeah. We already talked about his breakfast. He had frosted flakes. That now, listen, you ever putting like fruit or bananas on those bad boys? You just oh no, why no, bother? Not, not, not much of a fruit guy unless it's in a pie. Oh mm. really? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. A little bit about blueberry switching. pie, uh, uh -huh. good stuff. And but uh, okay. you know bananas and uh, uh -huh. that fruit. If I just eat fruit, it kind of it makes me. I guess I must be mildly allergic because I get that that sort of interior itching. You know what I mean? Inside between your <laughs> interior ear and itching. Throat. Well, yeah, I, don't I don't know how to tell. That's it. a great name not, for an album. Wow. Not, not like a rash or anything, guys. Not. not, not I can that. imagine what that's like. Now, yeah. now you have to explain it. Can you explain interior itching for the kids who are listening? Well, well, a lot of people seem to have that, but it's just it's like it's in between your your throat and ear. Yeah. And you can't. Uh, there's nothing you can do about it's it. It's like a scratch in your sinuses. You really can't. Uh, okay. Get rid of it. Okay, that's right. I, I thought he was talking about you know interior itching from his stomach to his intestines and stuff like that. Yeah. Yes, I've had, I mean, that. I've had that. I've had that. I know that feeling. But, so you get that from fruit. That's interesting. Okay. Well, you know yeah. you can get uh, stuff like that. Okay. And, and Weird you, allergies. You like put uh, two percent milk on the uh, on the flakes, right? That's right. Is it a big bowl or is a? Oh, uh, it's uh, medium to small. Yeah. Medium to small. Okay, that's right. a, that's a, like a small salad bowl. That's a gigantic, yeah, yeah, small salad bowl. A, a gigantic. <laughs> Not an antipasto bowl like we have in our family. Um, so, um, uh, okay. I, I have a question, Mac. Has anybody ever written in? Is there any, any feedback to what I have for breakfast? 
Always, yeah. I well, mean, oh, really? Yeah, okay. it, and, and it was the uh, yeah. They say they're fans of post toasties. Yeah, there's 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 a lot of anti frosted flake fans. I, I'll be frank oh, really? with you. You asked the question, so yeah, a lot of people are just kind of down on frosted flakes. And, well, you know, and, and also are for kids, it's like it, it should be banned as a hazardous product or something. Well, you know, it's it's you know they say too much sugar and so on and so forth. Too much of everything. I got to tell you that well, I, people, I think they use it for filling cracks on the pavement sometimes. <laughs> People, I ate it as a snack. Well, people aren't instead of chips. People aren't so happy with you eating the uh, four hot dogs for a dollar either. They oh, yeah. some people get pretty <laughs> those, upset by those that. Those are good frankly. dogs. Well, you know, maybe with <laughs> the know? Dunkin' Donuts right inside the shop too. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, four yeah, dogs and then uh, yeah. two dollars and twenty nine cents for a coffee and then a donut for dessert. Oof, man! It's wow. like I get out of there less than five bucks. In, in, like four in, bucks. And you just went, didn't you just go through a whole battery of tests to see, you know, why you burp a lot or something? Isn't that what it was? It's, yeah. The FODMAP diet. Anyway, so that's that's our show tonight, okay? A lot of switch, double switch, double shot of switch, maybe. A lot of personal stuff here. What we going, you know, what's, what's going uh, on We're here? going to talk to the Miami Ghost Hunter. We're going to do the book giveaway. And we're also going to do, hopefully... A double shot of 10 questions for JJ. Okay. okay. All right? All right. So why don't we do this now? Why don't we take a uh, commercial break now, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Money's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Do you know where the world's most secret bases are located? Do you know what spooky action at a distance means? Is there a conspiracy by aliens to prevent us from conquering space? And where is the best place in the United States to see a real UFO? Find the answers to all these questions and more in Mac Maloney's new book, Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe. Visit places you never knew existed, the Hampton Tunnels of Tokyo, the UFO Trail in South America, Ong's Hat, and the very mysterious M Triangle. Mac Maloney Haunted Universe contains hundreds of reports on ghosts, haunted planes and ships, weird celebrity deaths, mysterious sounds, and a breakdown of every monster in America, state by state. You've heard him talk about it on the radio. Now get all of Mac's paranormal research in one large volume. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe, with a forward by the very famous Juan Juan. On sale now in your local bookstore or on Amazon.com. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What show we have for you? But quickly, if it's possible, I want to introduce the members of the posse. Yeah, girls, the very famous Juan Juan is here. You've Hello, been Mac. You've been Juan. How's it going? Everything okay with you there? Everything's great. Hey, girls, boys. Okay, now, I, I, you are, you are little, <laughs> you're literally cross-dressing Women. here, and I'll tell you why. You got a Rolling Stones hat on, but yet you have a Led Zeppelin uh, hoodie. Yeah, on. I'm conflicted today. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Does right. this happen often, or more than Once twice a while? A week? You know, I, I I do have some loyalties to Led Zeppelin. Too. Okay. All right. Does it happen more than twice a week that you conflicted? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. You might want to see some of it's, Anyway, it's really pain and suffering. You know, it's like and, it's hard being a fan. And by someone, I mean like a bartender or something. <laughs> you know. 
<laughs> I'll help you out. Anyway, uh, on the phone with Megan, the, Megan will help me out. Say, you know, we, for legal reasons, we might have to cut that up. So I'm <laughs> talking about that off the okay. So anyway, um, uh, also uh, Switcherino up there in uh, the Bowl of Flakes, Battle Creek, Michigan. He had Frosted Flakes for breakfast this morning, and he's man enough to admit it. How you doing there, Switchies? I'm doing really good, and since we're discussing wardrobe, uh, I'm wearing a John Tinney original, which uh, says in big letters, weirdos think I'm weird, and in small letters it says, and they're right. <laughs> if we ever if we ever bring you good up run. here on a road trip, Switchy, all right? Yes. Don't wear that to any bar we go into, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got my Tony the Tiger T-shirt ready. No, not 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 that either. Okay, we'll we'll dress okay. you up. We'll send you a wardrobe. Also on the phone with us, I think that's in the budget, don't you think? Sure, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Um, on the other other line, uh, by the miracle of uh, telecommunications, we can hear him. He just fell down. He's so excited. He's up there in um, the Great White North, in his bunker, looking out the slits. At the rest of the world, <laughs> Coco. They call him Coco on the street. Cold we in that bunker. Command the Cobra. Well, gentlemen, I don't know how to break this to you, but I am not in the bunker. Oh. The bunker is secure. I am in secret location. This is a rare opportunity that secret location has enough uh, internet and uh, waves that I can talk to you tonight. Oh, okay. Excellent. Great. Okay. Is Good it in this country? Yes. Okay. Yeah, really. Now, let me ask you, though, it is in this country. Is there any chance that you have a 26-year-old, incredibly beautiful girl in pajamas drinking wine next to you? Is there any chance that's no, happening? not this week. That See, was last week. I listened to the tape the other night, and I go, oh, you've got to be kidding me. Anyway. Um, so I can't wait to hear it. You hear it? You heard it on the show? I, I know. She was on uh, 10 questions. Uh, question I know. Last I know. Week. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but then I, I didn't quite hear it. You know, when he said it. When you're doing it, it's different than when you're hearing it on playback. Uh, right. But when he said uh, the she, Beatles will tell you that she said, I I wasn't sure whether I should tell them that I'm in my PJs drinking a glass of wine with you. I think that's <laughs> got that the exact quote there, Cece. Yeah, I think that's uh, correct. Okay. All right. You know, once again, like switch mm -hmm. man enough to say he's had the frosted flakes. Coco man enough to go to jail, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to go. I just like to also add there that Mrs. Cobra was in proximity of all these activities, well, so everything you know. is. Everything okay. was uh, on the up and up. <laughs> Kinky. Aw. She was in her pajamas, too. Anyway. All right. Well, let's not go down that road, okay? All right. <laughs> so now. On with the show. Only because this is uh, the first night of the big Macmillan Haunted Universe free book giveaway. Mm -hmm. We're going to pick some names out of the uh, Magic Fishbowl tonight. Excellent. we got it right here. Okay. And it is a fishbowl. Very interesting. And um, so, but I did get word earlier today that the fishbowl was hacked again. Remember we had that problem? <laughs> yeah, we did. You know, so, um, you know. The damn Russians hacked it. Be, yes, right. So be careful. So what we're going to do is uh, people have, have uh, written into us with a series of secret words, and we've picked, we're have picked. we going to pick their names out of the uh, fishbowl, and they will win a free copy, an actual copy one one. Hard copy that you can dog ear the pages and write things in it. I'm a mind for some reason, but you know, it's yeah, right. It looks, it's actually a book. Uh, we'll send it out to you. We'll all autograph it. Uh, at least the three stooges will. And uh, you know, you don't have to read forward it. by Juan Juan. It might be just a collector's item. Also, a special message in there from Coco and yep. in a blurb from Steve. Steve, I'll give you a hundred bucks if you can tell me what the blurb is. 
Uh, well, we, we let's see. We uh, <clears throat> we worked on that together, and it was something about a pizza pie. Yeah, he's looking. He's looking it up. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't. I, I could. I've got it on Kindle here. But uh, okay, no. Uh, yeah. But listen, uh, if you want to, you guys can fake my signature if you want. If you want to add mine in there. Okay. Yeah. Fine. We can fake your signature. Okay. In fact, we're going to fake all. We're going to have. Or someone... send us your signature, and we'll try and duplicate it. Really? Yeah. Like. Okay. Uh, yeah, we should just uh, get a make a uh, a sticker page. Okay. Or, or right. when when the budget allows, get, get me out there and I'll, I'll sign a whole bunch of them. Okay. In, in person. Right. There you go. There you go. All right. I'm sure okay. people will go for that. So anyway, so check out how socially media aware Cobra is. Cobra? Yeah. Cobra. Just, what do you mean? I never see him on social media. You talk about stickers and stuff. Oh, stickers. Yeah. Oh, I thought he meant sticker like you put on your car. No, he's no. Talking about, oh, okay. Hell no. Anyway. So why don't we do this? Okay, uh, Jeff, if you could please just give us a drum roll. I think okay. it's appropriate. Cue the music. And one more. Why don't you do, um, let's see. Okay, this is behind uh -oh. the signs. Dead air. Yeah, it's okay. We're doing, our producer is kind of giving us uh, some direction. Okay, the first winner of the uh, Macaloni Haunted Universe from the Magic Fishbowl. Please, one one. Okay, know. the first winner is Melanie West from Georgetown. Oh yeah, Maine. Georgetown, Maine. I know where that Long is. Long-time listener. Let's give her a round of applause, right. please, kids. Melanie West. Melanie West. From Georgetown, Maine. She might drive down and see us sometime. From Georgetown, Maine. Okay, okay. she won Excellent. a free copy, autographed copy of Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe on steel everywhere. Let's uh, let's see that other no? color. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like a stage name, doesn't it? Uh, Melanie West, yeah. Yeah, yeah like yeah. starring yeah. Melanie West. There we go. Thank you. Okay. Okay, here we go. The second person who has written in to us is going to win a free Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe. Uh-oh, something happened. It says Ghost of JFK. Oh, see, that's the hack now, you know, the Ghost of JFK. Who threw that in there? How that happen? He's trying to get a free book. Uh, okay, next. Uh, All right. Second winner should be... Uh, Vigue Rojas. Vigue Ro. Vigue Rojas okay. from Phoenix, Arizona. Vigue Rojas. Vigue Rojas. Rojas. From uh, Phoenix, Arizona. You, maybe Coco can pronounce that better than us. Can you there, Cece? Vigue Rojas. Yes. Okay, you got it. You got it. Close okay. enough. Phoenix, Arizona. Thank mm -hmm. you. You'll be getting a. Free Isn't it amazing that the guy won one can't say Rojas? Well, that's. I did say it. It's the. Uh, it's, I said, it's, Rojas. His life is like an onion. You know, you have to just keep peeling it back. And, uh, <laughs> I think my Irish roots got in the way of that one. Don't don't blame it on the Irish. Thing, right? <laughs> here we go. All right, here we go. The next uh, one the is the other person who has won the free copy magnum. Uh oh, uh, hack job again. Dick uh, Cheese and the Crackers. Uh, see, who the heck know, is Dick anyway. Cheese and the Crackers? I just know it's a two-year-old bit, and it didn't get laughs oh, that either. God. Okay, next. Uh, All right, hold on, hold on. The third winner here for the uh, Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe hard copy book. It's not a hard copy. It's a paperback. Trade paperback, they call it. Is that what they call it? Trade paperback. All right. Okay. It's okay. very cool because it's kind of over one of these oversized deals, like you say, right. trade paper. Right. That's right. And they, you, they, you can't yeah. fit it in it, your it pocket. It nice to no. get one of those. You know, it, the strange thing about it is, and the whole thing has been kind of crazy, you know, because, I, and I hate to say this because I'm going to jinx it, but... It's it's still on the Amazon bestseller list. Okay, it's in the top ten of yeah. UFO books on Amazon. That's a big deal. And in a million years, 
you know how, what we we just started this book as a goof in a way, right? right? Yeah. And um, yeah, so it's 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 interesting. But what people write to me the most about, and this is you know, I don't know, it's an indictment of my writing or whatever. <laughs> they love the cover. The cover is uh, people the cover really, is really good. Ask me for posters of it and stuff. Yeah. You know, it would look kind of like a cool well, poster. It, that harkens back to the days of Wingman. You had people ripping off Wingman for their books. I never remember Fire Arrow. I bought Fire Arrow because I thought it was one of your books. You get good art work yeah. on your yeah. Uh, books. Yeah, they do right. a great job. Is it and the I same guy that does the artwork? No, no, no. This that was years ago. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, is, that, is this going to come out on Audible like your last yes, Wingman yep. did? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, it's excellent. Audible, and I think about five or six months, maybe. You know, mm-hmm. and then um, okay. they're doing something else with it too. A brain implant, a chip that's be embedded in your head. Yeah, I think it's a chip that will go for sixteen ninety five. How about the graphic novel version? Graphic novel, maybe that's what I was thinking. No, I don't. I, I no, there's, they're doing something else with it, but it's the it's illustrated kind of version crossed my mind now for some reason. But anyway, okay. So How about um, uh, a live read? Uh, I should say a. Well, it's going to be an audible, right? You said yes, right? Okay, who's going to do the reading? Not me, <laughs> you know, because people uh, apparently I have will. trouble understanding my. Accent. <laughs> <laughs> it's really bugging my Q rating. <laughs> so, are we do? We, do we have one more? Uh, we have one more winner here. Okay. All right. And the third winner for the Mac Maloney Honda Universe trade paperback, Tim Gallant, from Quebec, Canada. Oh, all right, Quebec. Yeah, we're on a uh, big station. Wow, up in Canada. we're across the border here. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Got a network up there and everything. It'll cost the publisher a small fortune to mail it up there, but you know that's their problem, <laughs> not really mine. So it looks like we have. Uh, Tell maybe... you what, I got my passport card. I'll drive up a. Oh, bunch were you of books. really? Sure. Yeah. Okay, that's good. That's a I'll good. Scoot up there. It's not a bad ride. <laughs> it's a good choice. You know, good uh, use I'll of be the a courier. Uh, good use of the expense account. <laughs> well, you can do it in your car. Put the girls up there with love the guy. We get one more. Let's see who else. Okay, one more. And it is no, this, from. Uh, this, this is already fun. Juan Juan. <laughs> it's someone else. Juan Juan's less surly dachshund. Okay. Oh, my dachshund somehow hacked the fishbowl. Okay. <laughs> Great. It, it, uh, Switch was kissed in our ass there for a second, so we want oh, to go back. Okay. Go back. I and missed it. Did you say something there, Switching? Yeah, I, I said we're having so much fun already tonight that I would do this for free. Oh, really? <laughs> that sounds, in a way, you know, that's a little bit of now, a... The check was in the mail. Can we pull it? A little it? bit of a shiv, you know? Yeah, yes. sorry I stepped on you guys there. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, please, the studio, you know, read I, the last one there. Ramon. I apologize. No, there's the one he... Yeah, the one that you... Yeah, that one, yeah. Less, one one's less surly dachshund. There we go. Also hacked the fishbowl. Now, yeah. is one surly and one's kind of not surly? Yeah. They? My dachshund is not, well, my dachshund is really, really mellow. I thought you have two. I have two. Two, okay. And they're yeah. both mellow? I thought both one was kind of the wise guy and one. Anna's is an alpha dog, but, you know, she's cool. Is it two girls or the yeah. male? Two girls. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, it's like uh, Emily's calves in a way, right? And we had one, Olivia, who passed away. Another show. Uh, so okay, that's uh, we might pick a few more names out later on tonight. We don't know, you know. But now next week, I should say that we're going to be live on YouTube with Martin Willis. I hope everyone remembers. This that. is going to be scary. Okay, we got to get made up, and that's we right. have to, you know, uh, talk about wardrobe. But anyway, because you know, last last time we did it in July, as you know, it what you know it was our first time out. It's like you know, first time out, let's say. And people would say in the in the, in the live chat room, yep. uh, you know what happened? A lot of people they love Cobra. They loved Cobra. Oh, Cobra's yeah. in was he in his pilot suit oh, or something? He well, was. You, 
you're in your pilot suit, right there, Cece? Yes, I was. Okay, in my suit. everyone right. falls in love with Cobra, and then someone in the it's chat the room uniform. goes, "Who are those other two yeah. effing losers?" Right. The stars of the show and their major put down. We must prevent that <laughs> next <laughs> Tuesday night. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, so, uh, but on that show, live on the air now, and I think Martin has something like 60,000 people who look in. Yep. And not to get you nervous or anything, but we can give away five books free right on the air, you know, without the writing in. You know, whoever calls in, we'll get a free book. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, we'll do that next week, above and beyond the Magic Fiction Bowl, okay? Okay. Uh, Get a free book giveaway. We're wicked generous. Next week. Live now, people are going to have to go to Martin Willis uh, UFO podcast to listen to us next week. We should remind people of that mm-hmm. throughout the show. UFO uh, Martin Willis's UFO podcast will be on there live, and then we're going to put that the, the tape of that show on as our regular show. Okay? Yeah. So it's an extra, you know, if people want to, you know, an extra dose of us, you know. <laughs> oh I'm, I'm thinking, <laughs> no, thank you. Looking forward to that. I'm thinking it's like, a keeper. How about if we hire like male actors? You know what I mean? Just to come in and stand in our places. You know, maybe we won't be called effing. The losers. modern Millie Vanilli. I can see it now. I like it. Hey, listen, they made a lot of money those two. Good-looking males doing voiceovers in class. We could grow our hair and then. Uh, no way. They're just going to, ex- you know, dreadlocks. Accept no? us the way we are. Really? Yeah. yeah. You really want to go down that route? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I, I used to be uh, Brad Pitt's body double. But. <laughs> All right. Switchy, you were saying? Uh, nothing. Nothing. Okay, okay. All right. So, um, okay, so we have a big show, so why don't we do this? Why don't we take a commercial break now? Okay. And then we're we done with the giveaways. Done with the giveaways for at least now. And uh, we're going to, when we come back, we'll be talking to Marlene Pato, who is a uh, ghost hunter down there in Miami. She's got a lot of ghost stories for us. I love ghost stories. Um, so, um, Anything else do you want to add in four seconds? There, no. No? Okay. So I'm happy. We this? We'll be, this is, uh, you're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Exiles show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Juan Juan is here. Coco's here. Switcherino is here. And uh, we'll we're be, all here. We're all here, but we'll be right back after this. Do you know where the world's most secret bases are located? Do you know what spooky action at a distance means? Is there a conspiracy by aliens to prevent us from conquering space? And where is the best place in the United States to see a real UFO? Find the answers to all these questions and more in Mac Maloney's new book, Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe. Visit places you never knew existed, the Hampton Tunnels of Tokyo, the UFO Trail in South America, Ong's Hat, and the very mysterious M Triangle. Mac Maloney Haunted Universe contains hundreds of reports on ghosts, haunted planes and ships, weird celebrity deaths, mysterious sounds, and a breakdown of every monster in America, state by state. You've heard him talk about it on the radio. Now get all of Mac's paranormal research in one large volume. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe, with a forward by the very famous Juan Juan. On sale now in your local bookstore or on Amazon.com.
Hey, welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Military Expert Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Let me introduce the posse, who by some kind of miracle, they're all on with us tonight. Um, in the studio with us, though, girls, uh, the very famous Juan Juan is here. Hello, Mac. How's it going? It's going, you know. Join the show okay so far. Are you really? Okay. Yeah. All right. Always do. Tell me how to jump on that bus, okay? I'm on the other bus, but anyway. Hello, everybody. Thanks for staying with us here on the show. Talking about buses up there in Battle Creek, Michigan. Um, Someday I get to go up there. Yeah, by bus? Yeah. Okay. Battle Creek. Thank you for the good Battle Creek or bust? There you go. That'd be a great bumper sticker, or a sticker, as Coco says. Anyway, uh, Switchy Reno up there. Once again, in the Bowl of Flakes, someplace apparently we're going sometime. Battle Creek, Michigan. He ate Frosted Flakes for breakfast this morning, and we're proud of him. Switch, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How's your uh, How's your burgeoning career? You have uh, speaking engagements coming up, personal appearances? Uh, let's see. I, I've done uh, done a lot of radio, okay. which is was kind of nice, and uh, you know, just a lot of different venues. And uh, venues. Let's see. I think I think my uh, speaking engagements. Well, I've got uh, there's a, a potential one. It's going to be kind of quiet, I think, this winter. Take as, a, oh, as, that's as okay. Happened. Most stars do take uh, the winter off. They call right. it hibernating. Yeah. But business. next year's got stadiums. He's going to he's go get everything. See. Yeah, he's going. Goodbye. Okay, that's what Goodbye. she said. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, so listen, switch. And, and really also, Coco I've already is, got a couple of engage, engagements. Uh, I think uh, potential engagements okay. lined up that's for the good. spring. Great. All right, that's great. You know, and don't be too. You know, don't take everything. You know what I mean? You don't have to be like you know porn star. You don't take everything. <laughs> set a bar, set a level, and don't go below it. That's that's our advice. Show business wise. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Interesting analogy of porn star. If, yeah. uh, if you want to use that analogy, I would uh, be selective. I wasn't sure where it was going with that. <laughs> I just wanted everyone here in the room to understand this. Oh, sorry. Also on the line with us. It's somewhere. We don't even know where he is. We thought he was in the bunker looking up the slits, but apparently not. They know him as Coco on the streets, but we call him Commander Cobra. Good evening, gentlemen. Okay. It is a pleasure to be with you from the secret location. Yeah, he's in a secret location, and two weeks ago he was in 495 in an undercover car going yeah, north, right. correct? He's always on the move. Right. Always Can't hit a move. moving target. Yeah, okay. Like you should a... see the undercover car I got this time. Oh, really? Wow. Oh, oh, that's right. What and was it? It is a what? Quickly. Yeah, the last time the, the guy gave me a minivan, okay? Oh, This oh, is laughed at me for about 20 minutes. Well, we were going to keep that secret until. <laughs> yes, okay. But now you know what to worry about because I'm not in it anymore. Now oh. I'm in a Mustang. All right. Oh, okay. All right. Working your way up. That's good. Hey, this, this is GT or is talking about a midlife. Talking about the midlife crisis. That's what they're saying. Wow. <laughs> uh, hey, listen. Uh, so, uh, Switchy, you have a. Did you take a picture of yourself in it. And send it to Kayla. See now, I we have to edit. Man. Mm. You mean Kayla, who was in her PJs drinking wine with him? Yeah, that me? one. Yeah, that one. Okay. <laughs> No, she will not. She's already seen the car. She was there when I came home with it. Okay. All right. Probably another show. Hey, listen, Switch. So um, hopefully you can do a uh, one of your reports. I know you're going to have two tonight in about 17 minutes and 42 seconds. How's that? <laughs> wow. Uh, 17 minutes and 42 well, seconds. Well, you can go on forever. Yeah. 32 well, seconds now, but go ahead. Entertain shall us. We, shall we? Shall we refer to a a, uh, a little known tome called uh, uh, Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe oh, okay. for our source material tonight? Little known tome. This is, this well, isn't on I, my script. Hey, it's number ten. <laughs> oh, number ten tome. Okay. I, I'm a master of understatement. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I guess we could we could do that. Sure. 
Well, there's a, a very interesting section in there on ghosts and airplanes. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, combining uh, the military aspect and the paranormal apparitions and so forth. Okay. Uh, now this is uh, this uh, goes back to uh, I remember a report we did uh, oh a couple of years ago maybe uh, uh, 1934 Air Marshal Sir Victor Goddard. Okay, he was flying a a let me see if I have this right a Hawker Hart bomber. Does that sound right? That's correct. Okay, you, you guys are the experts on the you know a, a little aside here when I when I was reading Max uh, uh, Wingman series. Yeah. He would refer to all these different planes and so forth and jets and, and aircraft. And this is back before I had the Internet. So I had no clue as to what these things looked like. And I was trying to find a book, you know, a, a kind of a, a reference book so I could at least visualize like these Jane's things. Like Jane's book of uh, now, aircraft? Nowadays you can, you can just tap it on the uh, computer and you can see what they actually look like. Right. Okay. But anyway uh, – this, he was flying this uh, uh, bomber over Scotland. He was in some really, really bad weather. Heavy rain, very low visibility. All of a sudden, there's kind of a strange like break in the clouds, and he can see the, the landscape very clearly. And he, he knew there was a, a, an old abandoned airfield in that area. I think it was called Drem. And uh, he was just hoping that uh, he could uh, just find a place to land safely. And uh, when, it, when, it, when it, everything cleared... Uh, it was full of people. It's here's, here's supposed to be this abandoned airfield. It's full of people. Uh, he can see the uh, technicians are dressed in blue coveralls. Mm -hmm. He can see the bright yellow craft on the ground. He's very low, too. And it's really strange because there's, it's very, has all kinds of activity, but nobody looks up at this uh, at his low-flying plane. Right. So, and then everything goes back. And the, the weather's still bad, and he had this just, just brief moment. Well... About four years go by, and mm -hmm. that airfield at Drim was reopened, and as a training base, and it was uh, for, it was for the first time they I forget what the original color was, but it was the first time they had painted the aircraft yellow. So yeah, the trainers got painted yellow at that time. That's right. Right, and the crews were wearing bl bright blue. So this didn't make any sense at all. This is as if he had seen – now, this guy's a very credible guy. This is as if he had uh, experienced a time slip and seen four years into the future. Right. That uh, story that you just passed, which is the basis of a Rod Sterling Twilight Zone episode where a World War One aviator uh, gets scared and leaves a battle, and he ends up coming to a base in the future. And when he realizes that uh, he needs to get back because the person he was flying with that he left abandoned becomes an important general in the next war, he runs back into the battle. And the mm -hmm. person shows up to meet him. And when they meet, he's, of course, gone back and been killed. And the guy says, yeah, he came back out of nowhere. And he, the only reason I'm here is because he gave his life for mine. And that's the reason why I survived. That was the basis of that story so because of Goddard's husband. Of what had occurred and what he had seen. Oh, yeah, that's right. See, that's interesting. I mean, uh, for some reason, I always thought Rod Sterling. Well, he didn't write all the episodes of the Twilight Zone. He had writers yeah, from, but I always all. thought uh, that they made him up on a whole cloth. You know, maybe they were looking at these. This story's been around for a while, so maybe that was his in inspiration. You know. Well, yeah, one of the things that's really interesting about Rod is that he was a paratrooper, yep. and the he was very close to being killed in action twice. Right. And on right. one occasion, uh, it was such a, uh, such a near 
uh, a, a near miss for him. His favorite story that he wrote is the one that he put in about the guy who can tell who the next soldier is that's going to die. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, wow. Look and see a glow around the oh, person and he knows that yes. person's going to die. And they're shipping this guy out because people keep coming to him, you know, am, am I, is my time up, is my time up? And the, the way it ends is he's looking in the rearview mirror and he sees himself glowing oh, and he looks over at the driver and the driver's glowing and as they drive away the Jeep. Mm. It's, on a it's like so, that's wow. so Twilight Zone. It's a pretty you know what I mean? story. Um, he, good. he had uh, he had those combat experiences that really took a lot of his uh, writing after World War II. Real quick, we had on this a few years ago. We had on the curator of the Rod Serling Museum, which is in Binghamton, New York, mm -hmm. I believe. And um, you know, he kind of told the story about how he died. He is fifty-two years old. He was a paratrooper, and then he, he got out and he started writing for TV, and he, and he hits with this Twilight Zone idea, okay? Right. He was in complete control of it, which you could do back in the 50s and everything. When you yeah. watch them, they're always superbly filmed and well stuff. Well done. And, and scripted, and you yep. know, you have to sit down and Great watch it. Great stars in all of the episodes. Right, oh, big stars. You ain't kidding. And then at the end, you know, there was always that kind of uh, punch. So then it was just like too much for him because he was doing too much. So he, he gave it up. And then uh, NBC bought the rights to it, and they brought on Rod Serling's. Um, do you remember the name of it, Switchy? He was like Night Night Gallery. Night Gallery. Yeah. Okay. They sign him. He does one episode. They don't run the episode, and they fire him. Okay. And and his daughter and her book said that's what killed him. You know, he was like dead like a year and a half later. Wow. He couldn't believe they had. You know, Why he, did they do that? He had signed some contract way back when that they said, oh, we actually own this, just to screw him. That's how people are in that biz. Wow. You know, they'll screw you just to in, screw you. In an interview, he talked about how he didn't have any control over it. And, you know, he would do the – he would uh, uh, announce the stories. Right. But he yeah. actually said on this talk show, he said, I'm tired of being somebody's boy. Yeah, you know, yeah. Because that's all he He'd do doing. the intros mm. and the outros, and that was it. And I guess yeah. they paid him something, but he had no creative control over which they had promised him. And I'll tell you, I can't remember one episode on that show. I, 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 I suppose I watched it. I can remember almost every Twilight Zone episode, but they were very forgettable. Mm. And and that's it. Is, you know, she said, my father's a paratrooper. He went through a lot. He was a heavy smoker and – you know, maybe drink or who knows. Was that uh, Ann Serling? I, guess I, I met think his so. uh, daughter, yeah. Ann, at the uh, at a Monster Bash a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, Very yeah. nice lady. Yeah, she, and she was... had just written this great memoir about her right. father. That's how this guy, he was the curator of the Rod Serling Museum in Binghamton, New York, which is an interesting place. Anyway, hey, listen, Switchy, uh, how about in the next six minutes, you tell us, why don't we talk about the Deke Slayton story? People ask me what my favorite story in the book is. The Deke Slayton story, to me, is the creepiest. Let's see. Did I prepare for that one? I've got All right, several I'll tell of them it. here. I'll tell it. Okay. Good. good okay. You know, in the uh, sometime in the eighties, uh, there was a, there's a there's an airport out in California in L.A. I'm sure Coco's been there. It's called John Wayne Airport. Okay, mm -hmm. and it's in Orange County, I believe, and it's surrounded by all the beautiful people. Okay, so much so that there's there's noise restrictions on the place. You can't land before a certain time. Mm -hmm. Can't take off. Can't land and take off after a certain time. And on Sundays. You know, it is very quiet, yeah. okay? So this one Sunday, people are out there, and um, they see one of these racing planes. They call them midget planes, but basically they're racing planes. They're mostly engine and wing, and then there's a little cockpit at the back, and they yep. race them, right? Yep. The, right. the Reno-Nevada races. And um, yep. they see this thing flying around. up there. It's doing acrobatics over the airport. And so many people saw it that they kind of flaunting it, right? Kind right. of uh, flaunting the, the air uh, restrictions. The, the and, local rules. and they got yeah. and they got the um, serial number off the off the airplane. Yeah. 
they sent they typed that into the computer it automatically generated a noise complaint that went to Houston to Deke Slayton Deke Slayton was one of the original Mercury 7 astronauts okay of course he lived in Houston and and they and his wife gets this you know you your plane was making too much noise over the John Wayne this is your warning you know, it'll be a fine next time Deke Slayton had died four hours before. <laughs> they were up all night with him, and all of a sudden, this thing arrives. Them. Wow! And uh, so they went to so some guy some he recent, died in the in the in, plane in Houston. No, in Houston. Oh, okay. No, no, and, he, was, he was in Houston. And, and, and people uh, saw the plane over uh, LA. We used right. to go all the time. Now, some a friend of his had bought the plane years before, and he signed an affidavit later on that it was in this uh, hangar in uh, Las Vegas, mm. and. Um, uh, and that had never hadn't left since he bought it from Deke ten years before. But people saw Deke Slayton. So many people that they get the serial number off. I mean, That's what's amazing. going on? And after he did acrobatics, he went just right. You know, started elevating and went right. out over the Pacific, right. and that was it. So yeah, that's kind of a weird wow. ghost story, man. I mean, what happened I mean, there? You know, and people saw it. People saw it. You know, so much. They're so not making the, it up. No, and the computer, I mean, that's, you know, the computer's mindless. Okay, we'll send a, you know, a noise complaint to wow. this guy. And he had died at f- four hours before with his wife and his daughter at, and his doctor at his bedside. <sighs> that's a strange story, wow. man. That's a weird story. So anyway. How, the, how about the, go ahead. How about the ghost plane of 1933? Okay. That was another thing that, that was in. Do you want to tell yes, us, Switchy, or should I? Yes. Uh, I, I, I will tell this. Okay, story. please. I mean, I, I got to earn my pay. Three minutes, okay. fifty-two seconds. Good. Okay, it's it's December twenty-six, nineteen thirty-three. Nasty, nasty snow snowstorm. It's in the afternoon, and the people, they, they, these different. Uh, at the first, they start hearing them. People up in the, in the tall skyscrapers start hearing this plane. Uh, they can't see it. It's circling and circling, and it's very, it's very low. And they're, you know, it's, they figure it's trying to find a place to land. So they order all these different uh, airfields to turn on their their landing their landing lights. So Hopefully this plane can see it, and uh, it uh, it just it go it keep for hours. They're hearing this thing, but it actually it never lands. It sounds uh, like I say it's sounding very close to the ground, and then all of a sudden it's gone. Nothing ever crashed. Nothing nothing ever landed anywhere, and that was the ghost plane of 1933. And uh, at some point in the future, we won't have time for it, but there's the ghost of Biggin Hill. Mm-hmm. You can read in the book. That's going to be another good one. And there's a really uh, cool one. Well, it's a little bit uh, lengthy. We'll get to that another time. Uh, the island of Palmyra had a very, very interesting UFO incident there. Mm-hmm. And and you also mentioned the ghost of uh, 401, the the uh, right. incident that uh, Fuller covered. Tell us and, that story in two minutes, if you can, please. I, only we'll because do an, he's, we'll do an expanded version of that in the future. Yes, okay, yeah, good. Go, go ahead. Tease it there, Coke. Well, the uh, airplane crashed because they got sidetracked in the cockpit for a burned-out light bulb. They thought their landing gear wasn't uh, in correct position, and it's one of the most famous cases for lack of good crew resource management mm-hmm. inside the cockpit. It, it was one of the, the capstone events that changed how people interacted in the cockpit. The flight engineer got down into the hell hole to take a visual check to see if the landing gear was in position. Okay. And he uh, was one of the people that was killed. Uh, they had a great number of the folks that did survive that crash. Right. When the plane was recovered, parts of the airplane 
parts were taken off the airplane and put back into the supply chain. I still can't believe that. They put every, the spare parts every, onto the other crash plane. Of the crash plane onto every, other airplanes. Every plane that received a part from that is something as insignificant as a microwave door. Mm-hmm. The uh, aircraft uh, here, uh, you know, ovens. Something as simple as that. If there was a problem on the airplane, the flight engineer would show up. Mm-hmm. And he would be seen by crew members. He was seen by some passengers. And he would tell them what was wrong. And he made the statement a number of times. There will, another airplane from this airline will never crash again. Mm. And most people don't realize it, but there is a, uh, an interesting association of paranormal airline pilots. Uh, many of them that have had close calls. Many of them that have survived crashes. Two of them with a, uh, a seer, uh, a sensitive, met in Boston and had kind of a seance, and they feel guided the flight engineer uh, to the light, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, and that's when it ended. And all those parts, Mac, were pulled. Mm-hmm. Even though the airline did not believe there was anything to it, and they removed right. every part that was in the fleet that was involved in the crash. What a stupid idea in the first place. It's a really stupid idea. I never heard of such a thing. Um, So anyway, um, yeah, and it was in in every, as he says, every little, every, even if a light bulb or something went to another, you know, why can't you buy a light bulb? Why can't you buy a microwave door? You know what I mean? But anyway, (laughs) but they would see these guys and people who worked with them would see them too. It wasn't like strangers and they would see them. And uh, finally, yeah. as he said, when uh, they had the seance, they, they, they yeah. smell too. They they had more. He wore some kind of like bay cologne, and they would smell the cologne. Oh wow! When, uh, when the ghost appeared, it's it's a pretty amazing story. Yeah. It, it, it's right up there with the uh, the book, the Airman That Would Not Die, uh, on yes. the uh, uh, the famous dirigible uh, of the British Royal Air Force that crashed, mm-hmm. that was, and uh, all the crew members showed up. Uh, to their families for, for, for months. Right, they were yeah. Up. yeah, it was weird. Right, dirigible R-101 right. in the 1930s. Both those will be great reports for the future. Right, okay, we should do that. So what we got to do now, though, is we got to take a commercial break, and hopefully we'll be back with the double shot of 10 questions for one one. That would be 20 questions. Oh, man. Can you take it? You? I think so, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, so why don't we do this here? They're calling right now. So uh, why don't we take a break now, and we'll be right back after this. Stay with us. Hey, Juan Juan, did you go to the beach a lot as a kid? Yes, Mac, I sure did. I have a feeling like as a youth, you would like the 90-pound weakling and that the bullets used to kick sand in your face. As a matter of fact, they did. I mean, I tried to pump iron back then, but I'd get pooped pretty quickly. Oh, my God. Look at you two girly men. Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger. What are you doing here? I'm here to make sure you read the ad copy for this fabulous new workout product called SEX that I can't endorse, but I'm sure works wonderfully. Hey Arnold, what was that thing with you and the maid? Ugh, just do the ad. Yeah man, nailing the maid, that's a little frustrating. That's it, I'm going to turn you into two Vienna pretzels. Cobra, save us! I'd be glad to, gentlemen. What the boys are trying to say is, this is a new energy drink that can give you the extra endurance you need to get through your daily workout. Yeah. It's called SEX for Strength Energy Accelerator. It comes easy to use. Just mix a scoop with water and drink 30 minutes before you start your workout, and you find you can last longer and feel all around better after finishing your regime. Yeah. The mix comes in many different flavors. Of course, my favorite is passion fruit. Me too. And it contains all the essentials you need to get over the top, whether you're trying to add muscle 
muscle and bulk or just maintain your current physique. You could look like me. That's SCX Workout Dietary Supplement available only through Cadillo USA. Visit CadilloUSA.com for more details. That's C-A-R-D-I-L-L-O-U-S-A.com and get some sex today. Hey, what's going on in here? Pistol Pistol Pete, Pete. what are you doing here? I told you guys, no partying in the studio. What are all these dumbbells doing here? Hey, just because you own this place doesn't mean you can call me a dumbbell. Oh, yeah? Kick his ass, Pete. Come on, I'm right here. SEX workout powder. Available only through CadilloUSA.com. Read instructions carefully before using Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What a show we have for you tonight, but uh, let me introduce the members of the posse, okay? The special guest of the segment is the very famous Wine Wine Girls. He's Hello, here. Mac. I said, on the Hello, sh- girls. I said on the show last week that you were here 52 weeks in a year, but we haven't been in the station 52 weeks, so. No, we haven't. Sounds like we're doing the math wrong again. But we've been here a long time. It seems. Um, anyway. Time flies. Well, talking about time flying, as it turns out, you know, we had some technical difficulties here a few, about a month or so ago. Yep, right. And we did some shows, and people, uh, and we weren't able to broadcast them, okay? And it happened to be a Halloween show and a Thanksgiving show. But What? Yeah. But Pete actually, you know, kicked in on some of the budget. He bought us, like, this radio time machine, okay? Yeah. So we can go back to the Halloween broadcast okay. and actually hear it. All right. Okay? All right, because a lot of people were asking for it. So why don't we say to Jeff, Jeff is in charge of this. So, Jeff, please turn on the uh, time The way back machine. machine. There we go. <laughs> Well, welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network on this Halloween night. Very exciting. Uh, one, one, you're dressed up or not? I'm sorry. I am. The very famous one, one is here. You're dressed up as Mick Jagger. Is that That's what, right. the look you're going from during his uh, kind of androgynous years? <laughs> you're wearing With that. the bare chest. And yeah. The, yeah. You like that look? Didn't he just have twins from his girlfriend's like 20 when he was The old guy old. just cranks out the kids. I don't know yeah, how he does well, it. You know, I guess he must like it. So, uh, well, here we are at Halloween. It's kind of spooky when you think about the, it. Well, it's spooky. Once again, Halloween. It's like his great-grandfather. Why don't we do this? He has eight kids older than his, <laughs> his twins. Um, so why don't we do this? Uh, so we're going to do 10 questions for one one, a special Halloween edition. Okay? Excellent. All right? And... Um, we have a very special guest on who is reading the questions, okay? And I think I, I, I might have dreamed this, but I kind of remember saying it took months of negotiations to get this person okay. on because they're very yeah. busy. Um, but, uh, no they arm have, twisting, just months of negotiation. You know, maybe verbal arm twisting, okay. I would say. But anyway, she's here with us now. Hopefully. She, okay. She, it's our favorite bartender, like, in the whole world. Oh, the no, whole, really? The whole universe, yes. Megan Reagan is Excellent. with us. Hello. How is everyone doing? Hi, Megan. Okay. One, one. Hello. All over. How are you? I am great. Wow. Oh, excellent. She sounds great. Thanks for asking. I know. She does. Excellent. Um, so I know Megan is... won't give me a hard time. 
uh, you don't know that. <laughs> she won't goof on me too much. You don't know that either. But <laughs> So uh, what's the crowd like? This is uh, Meg and Reagan from uh, the Stab and Galley, the best restaurant I think I've ever gone to. It's an awesome Newport. restaurant. It's a seafood restaurant. If you're in the area, New Report, if you're in New England, in Massachusetts, just find your way to New Report. Every map, every tourist map has That's a right. big arrow to it. You can't go far area. enough east, and then you'll in, right. end up in the water. In so the water. just before that is the Starboard Galley. Portugal after that. But go into the Starboard Galley, and it's great seafood, great service. Mm-hmm. And um, you'll go to the bar, and you'll buy anyone a free drink, right? Who mentions your name there? Walmart? Yeah, hey, okay. mention the great one, one. And Why not? Oh, the great one, one. <laughs> a free drink, and they'll put it on my tab. Okay, there you go. Uh, so anyway, why don't we get to the business at hand here. Megan, you have 10 questions in front of you. 10 questions from one one Halloween-themed. Yes, I do. Okay, well, uh, please, question number, oh, I should say, Jeff, please, cue the music. And Megan, please, the first question. Have you ever been party to a restraining order filed by a waitress or a barmaid? (laughs) Yes or no? No, no, I haven't. sure? Yeah, no, I haven't, to the best of my knowledge. Oh, (laughs) well, you have seen a lawyer then. Please. Question number nine there, Megan. How long have you been collecting Social Security? How long has it been? Can you remember back that far? Yeah, um, five years. Wow. Right? Yeah. He said wow. without irony at all. Next <laughs> question, please. Are you happy with your Medicare coverage? Are you? So far, but I had, didn't have to use it yet. It's just, just a matter of time there, my friend. Uh, next question, please. Halloween edition of have you, ten, 10 questions for JJ. Sorry. Have you ever dressed up your cat for Halloween? You talked about that on the show. Didn't you dress one up at one point? Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> you sure? I dressed up one of my dachshunds, I think. Oh, that's a what bit. I Yeah. Yeah, okay. What did you dress him up as? Yeah, the cat wouldn't have liked being dressed up. Okay, all right. <laughs> some people will like that, but what did you dress the dachshund up as? I don't know, but I think he had some kind of, she had some kind of party hat on as part of it, to, you know. Yeah. A, little, a, a sweater and a little party hat. It might have been oh, her birthday. I don't think I dressed her up for Halloween. <laughs> a sweater? You could do a calendar. <laughs> Next question, please, Megan. The first time you saw The Wizard of Oz, who framed you more, Toto or the Flying Monkeys? Well, the first time you saw The Wizard of Oz, what frightened you more, Toto or the Flying Monkeys? I don't think either one of them. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. You have been talking to an attorney, haven't no, you? No, the Wicked Witch is, you know, yes. that was scary. She gets a bad rap. Remember the guy who was yeah, on from England? Scary. I'll catch you and your dog Toto. He said to us, we were talking about the Queen of England, and he said, if that's the Queen, what's the witch look like? <laughs> that's for all you Please, uh, next question there. Mike. When do you plan to read Max Amazon Top 10 UFO Best? I read it all the time. It's in my car. I read it at red lights. He jumped on your line. What was the end there, Megan? Max Maloney's Haunted Universe on sale everywhere. I'm sorry if I stepped on that. but. So you, what was your reply? Your reply was you read it every day. I read it I, at every red light I'm reading it. Oh, God. Safety first. <laughs> Next question there, please, Megan. <laughs> 
on one. Would you let me borrow your new cool car? Say here's the test. Here's Ooh. the test because let's just refresh people's memory. The first time you were up here when you got the car, you got the car a day of the show. Yeah, you I pulled did. up here, a lot of excitement from the staff, let's mm-hmm. say, because it's a cool car. It's, it's a nineteen cool. and two thousand sixteen Challenger, right? Right, Dodge Challenger. And it just it makes a lot of ways. And I said to you. Wow, do we know each other enough for you to let me borrow that for the weekend? You said, sure, anytime. Okay, the following week, we were on the air. Okay, thank God we have a record of this. And I asked you the same thing, and what did you say? I said, let me think about it. (laughs) So, would you let Megan? I'd have to think about it, Megan. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Really? That's just, that's screaming. Spin in my drink. Yeah, wow. <laughs> All right, next question, please, man. Okay. When when kids come to your door for a trick or treat, are you the kind of dick who gives out apples? No. I give out maximum no. treats. <laughs> uh, toothbrushes? Mucho. Uh, you know, like large quantities of treats. I do. I'm very generous. Right, we'll take your word for it. I can't wait to see the kids. Uh, next question, please. Uh, what, what question are we on there, Megan? We are on two. Oh, we're on two. Okay, so let's just uh, get a little of the uh, flavor here. Okay, okay. so the Stabagelli, is it hopping tonight? Did we already go over that? Yes, it is. It is. Crazy okay. here. It's always hopping. And we went to that psychic dinner. I love the place. That psychic we went dinner upstairs. was great. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I haven't been the same since. I can truthfully say that. Next question there, Megan? Please. Okay. Have your sound ever run away from home and if they have did, did they leave a note blaming you <laughs> if your dad <laughs> ever left and left a note saying it's all your fault it's all your fault no no never happens really they love me do they yep you said they're very emotional dogs i even have strangers dogs love me that's that's, wow. a, that's another show there my yeah. friend but you, 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 does your dash hounds, you said they're very emotional, Dachshunds, right? dachshunds, okay. not dash hounds. Right. That's the American way to say it. Dachshund. Do they, do they feel your emotions? Do you feel that? Oh, they do. They do? Do they, yeah. cry, do they cry with you? Do they laugh with you and that type of thing? They're a very consoling dog. Really? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Very therapeutic dog. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Good to know. So let's go to question number one with uh, Megan Reagan, the best bartender in the universe. What it says in the book. Okay. You, me, and Nancy Wilson of Heart are on our life raft. There's only one enough for food who there's, goes overboard. There's only there's only enough food for two people. Now it's you, one one, Megan Reagan, and Nancy Wilson of Heart. Who we know you have a little thing for. Okay, now right now I'm not working with Nancy Wilson of Heart, right? That that fantasy is not there. You tell us. I don't okay. know. You're, you're going to go on tour. <laughs> no, if Megan months. is on board, uh, Megan stays and Nancy goes. Wow. Okay. Wow. Thank yeah. you. That, that, that means of course. No, no saliva in your my chocolate martini tonight. <laughs> <laughs> she would never do that. She would never do that. Never. Well, anyway. Oh. Megan, thank you so much for joining us tonight. And um, Yeah, thanks know. for really probing my brain tonight. Well. Okay. Really well, getting right down to my me. emotional soul. You're welcome. So um, we will uh, see you soon, Ohio. Okay? okay? Okay. Thank you. Well, there we go. There's, that, there's the Halloween version of, um, you know, 10 questions for JJ. And now what we got to do, we can reverse the time machine here. One more. All right. Jeff, please. 
Well, there you go, Juan Juan. That's how the time machine works. Okay, we rent it. hundred bucks an hour. Back. I like it. Yeah, me too. Well, the too, way back machine, they called it on uh, too bad we couldn't, that show. We couldn't jump on it and, and go back before that Patriots game on uh, Sunday. <laughs> Talk about the elephant in the room. Oh, anyway, so why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break now? Mm-hmm. And we'll be right back after this. Uh, you're listening to Macmillan's Miltrax, our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. We'll Do you know where the world's most secret bases are located? Do you know what spooky action at a distance means? Is there a conspiracy by aliens to prevent us from conquering space? And where is the best place in the United States to see a real UFO? Find the answers to all these questions and more in Mac Maloney's new book, Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe. Visit places you never knew existed, the Hampton Tunnels of Tokyo, the UFO Trail in South America, Ong's Hat, and the very mysterious M Triangle. Mac Maloney Haunted Universe contains hundreds of reports on ghosts, haunted planes and ships, weird celebrity deaths, mysterious sounds, and the breakdown of every monster in America, state by state. You've heard him talk about it on the radio. Now get all of Mac's paranormal research in one large volume. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe, with a foreword by the very famous Juan Juan. On sale now in your local bookstore or on Amazon.com. If you went to Macmillan's Memo Tracks, I should what? <laughs> what? Macmillan, what? Did you just rewind the tape? There you go. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back, everyone, to Macmillan's Memo Tracks uh, show here on the. Hold distant- on a second. Jeff's got enough work to do it anyway. Tell him it. it give him a, a, a countdown and tell him what. Okay. Uh, All right. Where he is in the tape. Okay. All right. Okay. Three, two. One, welcome back everyone to Mac Maloney's Milk Tracks Live Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. I cannot describe for you what the show has been like tonight. It's been insanity. We already went back to Halloween and Thanksgiving was yeah, in I, I like to time travel. Okay. Uh, the voice you hear there, girls. Yep, you're right. It's the very famous one. Juan Juan Hello, here. girls. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard the Mac Maloney Express here. Wow. Yeah, the Macmillan Express. It is. Well, we're you know, going full speed, pedal to the metal. It's it's, it's and unusual. Reading, and reading Haunted Universe at the same time. It's unusual that you mentioned that because how should I put this? My grandfather and mm-hmm. his brothers used yep. to run a, a a service in Boston called the Maloney Express. They did. Yeah, in the thirties, and they used to make a lot of trips to Montreal. Wow. And down to Boston, yeah. Yeah. Why Montreal? Like it was legal up there. Oh. Okay, what do I have to paint your picture, kid? <laughs> anyway, that's the Maloney Express. Uh, Switcherino is on the line with us, too. Switchy? Uh, yep. Okay. I'm here. Okay, and great. great to be here. Okay. All right, great as in Tony Tiger, great or just playing old great? 
Well, you, you don't want to cheese it up too much. You know, you can't, uh, you can't do the great, the Tony Tiger great all the time. Okay. All right. I love that great. This is, this is sort of a uh, mainstream great. Well, I'll tell you, when we were talking about the Grinch and Doris Collin, and who, who actually said the Grinch, <laughs> who actually you know, spoke the Grinch, and we said sometimes, you know, it sounded like Boris Collin. You listen to those 20 minutes and tell me that, you know. Punch. The Grinch didn't talk. No. Boris uh, Karloff narrated what he narrated was thinking the story, or saying. Right. You listen to those 20 minutes and then tell me whether you think pot should be legal. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we grew up on Dr. Seuss and we're going, wow, this guy's yeah. not there. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Seuss, I'm a little. Yeah. Switcherino. So um, let's talk more about my book. How's that? The Kill. Okay. <laughs> You mean you mean Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe? Yep, on sale that everywhere book? and Amazon. I mean, you know, maybe I should write the book about making the book because I think everyone here involved knows. Remember, it's just going to be like a, a self-published. Let's raise some yeah, money to yeah. offset the cost of the show type thing. And now it's it you know, Mac Maloney's brain on something free associating oh. all the past stories that he worked with, yeah. but. Didn't get quite completed. <laughs> and, and just to clarify, you're talking about the book that is 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 actually a physical book you can hold, mm -hmm. uh, right. trade paper size. But you you can also get it on Kindle, and in a matter of months, it's going to be on Audible. Right. Yes. All right. Thank you. Switching. Okay. Mm. And also, some of these bookstores now. I think I mentioned before. You know, Amazon is building a bookstore. They call them brick and mortar stores. You know, and, and yeah, Barnes and Nobles, even though it looked like they're going to go out of business, they're hanging on. People want to go to bookstores. It's as simple as that. They don't want to just. People like to browse. Yeah, it's like a library. <clears throat> so they're putting in these machines that are like the uh, 3D, uh, uh, 3D um, holograms. Yeah, holograms. Yeah, where they, where they can build stuff in right. front of you, and they're printing the book right in front of you. Wow. You know, for like. 15 bucks or something. You have your own book. It's it's to you and all this stuff, okay? It takes two minutes to print a 350-page book. Hmm. I, I've got a really? question. When's Go the last time you guys actually walked through a bookstore and just browsed? See, I'm always in there looking for my book, so, yeah. I know <laughs> okay. I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When one comes up, we, we'll go in there and just, you know... But just looking for a book, I can't tell you, probably 15 years, maybe. I tend to go there for vinyl. Yeah, vinyl is yeah. different. Yeah, especially that's another thing uh, about Barnes and Noble. They got a huge vinyl. Right. They caught onto that. You used to have right. a tiny little yeah. corner. Then, then now it's like a one quarter of the store down there. It's amazing. Yeah, um, that's good. I like that. I like all that. So why? When was it for you? Uh, and was it a dirty I, bookstore? I, I, I'm not even sure. I, I back in the old days, I used to. Uh, uh, I would. Ha I had access to the internet. Uh, through my wife at work, but we didn't have it here. Mm -hmm. So she would uh, give me a whole list of uh, bookstores in a given area. Okay. So I would actually plot them out on a map and hit the hit there, just uh, drive and spend a day checking out, looking for different books or whatever. Oh, wow, cool. Now you just get on, on the internet yep. and go onto Amazon or eBay and go tap, 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 and you got it within a few days. He's just like the best thing. That but you know, you meet people in a bookstore. That's true. You know, you know and, and, and most of really them you want to. When I was looking, looking for, the... for something, Yep. Uh, for a long time, and you finally found it, yes. found that little obscure book or whatever. Yep. It was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, now yeah. you can just get it. Just while well, you just usually. you know type it into the computer, they'll tell you if it's there or not, and it takes the mm. fun away. From right. It. People approach me all the time. Okay, not you know people approach me all the time because they know what I do for a living, right? And right. they always say, "How can, can I, I have write your autograph?" No, no one's ever asked me for my autograph. <laughs> really? Um, I'm they, shocked at that. They say, "Yeah, uh, how do you write a book?" 
you know, how, how do you do it, right? And what I used to say is, you know, you, you work up the proposal, then you write a letter to the agent. If you get the agent, half the battle is over, blah, 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 which is true. Right, you have to get an agent, and then they have the agent go out and sell it. Is that how Keith Richards did it? Absolutely. You know, uh, it, you're not going to sell it to it yourself. Okay, yeah. I mean to the big publishers. Now that was like ten years ago. Now people self-publish and make you know literally millions of dollars. Mm. Okay, because here's the thing: no one cares who publishes a book. Absolutely. Have you ever bought a, a, a no. book that by who published? Oh, Little Brown. Oh, great. Yeah, no one ever. Cambridge, that. Massachusetts. So it does make any difference if you're making them down in your mind, you know, yeah. sell it. You know, you if you can market it, if you can promote it, if it has kind of a sexy title or a subject, mm -hmm. you, now you can do it. You know, now all those people who ask me and I and I have it printed at uh, Staples or something. Yeah, yeah, or, or just ebook it. Yeah, I mean that's what you know the majority of books sold these days are ebooks. You that's know, you true. Just put yeah. it on a you know sell that. So it can be done. So you know, don't give up. You know, don't give up. Hmm. And I'm sure you know if you want if you want to write a book about your two dasharons, for instance. <laughs> And one I may, do have some cool books about that. One is surly but still enjoyable at the same time, wasn't your words? See, with an e-book, you could have not just you know stills, but you could have uh, movie clips and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Music. Music. Put music deal. on top of it. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, uh, switching. Uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, yes. with the Audible version, you you know have the it's the extended version of your book with maybe some Sky Club stuff in there. <clears throat> We're in talks. Oh, okay. But see, right. sure you have to have it. it you, you, the, the music would have to go along with the story. That's with, right. Go with, with, with the, the story. Yeah. Okay. So right. it'd be kind of like creepy music, haunting music, and stuff. Not you know, not like five, not like five guys trying to play like yes <laughs> <laughs> with a saxophone. <laughs> anyway. hey, hey, switch. Can I tell you? Yes. My my second favorite story in the book, and it, it's funny that. You know, people, you know, we've had reactions, but no one has reacted to this. Is that this? Yeah, no. What's that? There's like uh, the, the ones where that they're true, you know, like weird things about outer space and, you know, just like weird science. Oh, things, right. Okay? Right. And <clears throat> I hope I can explain it on the radio. There's this thing called spooky action at a distance. Okay. Now, this is true. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah. That's Einstein actually made that up. Really? Okay? Spooky action at a distance. And I'm not going to pretend I know how it works or I'm a physicist, but I'll try to explain it, you know, as it is in the book. You take two atoms. Mm -hmm. Right, no, two electrons, and you're able to pair them, okay, in a okay. laboratory. All right, all right. Um, if you're able to, you know, with a mystical finger and hit one of them like that, and it starts to vibrate, the other one will vibrate, no matter what. It will do exactly. They'll do exactly the same things, mm. even though you don't hit the second one. All right. Now that's true, if they're one inch from each other, or if they're the other sides of the universe. Okay. If for some reason, do I hear music playing or is that me? Music. It's, music. A, okay. it's, it's right. a station. Thank you. <laughs> if you put one electron at one end of the universe and the other one is still on Earth, if you hit the one on Earth, the one uh, trillions of light years away will will vibrate. I read that and I'm going, no. They bet it, they've 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 uh, proved it. It's amazing. Yeah. The other one is the real quick is the light slit. Thing. I think we talked about it before. If you imagine you have a box, right, yep. and in a cover on the box, and you'd have something that would project, um, not protons, uh, whatever the uh, building blocks of light are. Okay, atoms, photons, photons. photons. Okay, right. You can shoot photons yep. at a screen that's in back uh, that's in front of the back wall. If on the screen um, 
you put slits, mm -hmm. not to bring cocoa into it, right? On the back wall, the photons will... Will join. Will, yeah, will join. They will all join, and you'll have basically four almost shadow images of the slits, right? Mm -hmm. uh, now, that's if you watch it. If you put the cover on and you turn on the photon and you don't watch the experiment, when you pick it up, they're waves on the back. On the, uh, do you understand? On the yeah. back wall, they look like ocean waves. Yeah. Yeah. Hitting each other, okay. The fact that you observe it mm -hmm. uh, actually determines what the outcome is. Okay, so if you're not looking at it, it goes one Are way. Are you distorting the image in your mind no. or something? No, no. Even when they take photos of it, a, a video of it, okay, it will it will act as if no one is watching it. But if you physically put your eyes on it, it changes the whole outcome. Oh wow! Yeah, that's that's. It's like, what's what? I mean, really, what's going on? Yeah. What what is? What happening? kind of communication is taking place there? I don't know. I mean, really, is it? Are they saying you're too stupid? Come on, just take it the <laughs> yeah. next step. You'll understand this. I guess it's obvious, but we live in the light. Anyway, hey, Switchy, how about that for your segment? Okay, you don't have to do a thing. Yeah. And I still get paid the same. There you That's go. right. Wow. Checks in the mail. He's bringing up that monetary thing, you know, ever since. Yeah, he's running with that crowd. He now. went in the road. Yeah, right, exactly. Well put there, JJ. Uh, okay, yeah. well, uh, hang on, uh, Switchy. What we're going to do is we're going to take a. And you hang on to there. Hold oh, on, I'll okay. Be, oh, I have another I'm present. I'm hanging by a thread. As I have it another is. present for you. You ready? Um, oh, no. Yeah, you won't be as disappointed with this one. This is from the Cobra. I had coffee with him the other day. I know this is just fantastic radio here. A bottle yeah. of trouble. Can we talk about? Yeah. yeah. A bottle of trouble. Remember last Christmas? Yeah. At, at the house? That was always certain. Oh, man. Yep. yep. He got out. He got out once. This too. is so nice. I know. I know. We gave you a week ahead of time. So you can... <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. Well, thanks uh, that, that, Thank for you. that Christmas uh, June there, you know. And um, why don't we take a commercial break now? And we'll be right back with Marlene, the ghost hunter. Switch and one one. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Mill Track Special here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Do you know where the world's most secret bases are located? Do you know what spooky action at a distance means? Is there a conspiracy by aliens to prevent us from conquering space? And where is the best place in the United States to see a real UFO? Find the answers to all these questions and more in Mac Maloney's new book, Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe. Visit places you never knew existed. The Hampton Tunnels of Tokyo, the UFO Trail in South America, Ong's Hat, and the very mysterious M Triangle. Mac Maloney Haunted Universe contains hundreds of reports on ghosts, haunted planes and ships, weird celebrity deaths, mysterious sounds, and a breakdown of every monster in America, state by state. You've heard him talk about it on the radio. Now get all of Mac's paranormal research in one large volume. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe, with a forward by the very famous Juan Juan. On sale now in your local bookstore or on Amazon.com.
Hey, welcome back, everyone. Mac Maloney's Militrax uh, Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What a show we have tonight. I started at the beginning of the uh, show to say it was a 10 and a half, but I'm feeling more 11 and a half, 12, size 12. So a really big mm, shoot it's, tonight. It's a big one. Uh, that voice it's hilarious. <laughs> Thank you, Juan Juan. That voice you hear, <laughs> girls, get ready. Stop fanning yourselves, the very famous Juan Juan. Hello, girls. Mac, how are you? I don't know. You tell me. I've been here for hours with you. Uh, also on the line with the switchblade, Steve Ward, up there in the Bowl of Flags. Great to be here with ba- everybody. Battle Creek, Michigan. He already um, confessed earlier in the show that he had a big bowl of Frosted Flakes for breakfast. No, that was my favorite. Keeping the uh, local economy up. Is that right there, Switchy? Uh, I do what I can. Okay. All right. Let's send him like a case of scotch or something. Just to it, loosen yeah. up a little bit. Also, Doing what he can. But, you know, I should say, you know, we shouldn't fool around. He's a big we, star now. We have a guest on. See, that's the thing. It's yeah. like I said, keep saying, Dylan in the back of the limo. Get yeah. out. Uh, Marlene Pato, who runs Miami Ghost Chronicles, is on the uh, phone with us. Thanks for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. Okay. So what's it like down there in Miami right now? Like 80 and clear? No, believe <laughs> You know what? Of course, for us down in the South Florida, it's freezing. It's going down into the fifties. How oh, <laughs> dare you? <laughs> That's it, and it'll be gone in like about forty-eight hours. Yeah, but on. for right now, we're like, oh my god, it's oh, so cold. I hate that. You know, if if I is said, that what it is? Two fifty down there. There'd be people it's swimming in. They'd be swimming in the ocean here if it was fifty degrees. Really, <laughs> people would be at the beach. Uh-huh. They yeah. would be. Anyways, no. now are you right in Miami itself? Yeah, well, I live in uh, Miami itself, but it's a big county. But I live like down in the southwest, very close to the entrance into the Florida Keys. Oh, nice. Wow. That's an interesting part of the world, right? Yeah. I've got the Everglades like very close by. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, down towards the end where you go into the Keys. Right. So do you go down to Key West a lot? Uh, ever? Uh, it depends. Uh, after a while... Uh, you try to time it when there's mm-hmm. not a lot of coming and going because you know it's one way in, one way out. Right. And if not, you spend a lot of time in traffic. But yeah, every time, every okay. chance I get, we go down there. But but um, but it's like a long series of thin bridges, right? That get out to there. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's the thing about as far as if you ever have uh, any type of accident or anything, you yep. could be traffic for a bit but that 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 really doesn't happen that often they're right. pretty good about it but it's very it's beautiful it's right. very nice in 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 is it the i mean is it the freak show people say it is in in a good way he he west itself no no i don't see it that way i mean if you want to go people watch it absolutely it's fascinating mm-hmm. but you know that's uh not Totally a freak show. Wow. I mean, you just you just have unusual, peculiar people. Yeah. What know? do people do for it a living also depends. down there? They have certain Nothing. festivals and certain things yes. that, yeah, that, yeah. Right. That, what that, do people? What, what, are, what are people? Well, there's an air force base there. Right? There's a big military base right on the Key Navy. West. Yeah. There's a Navy yep. base. Key West. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yep. So that must employ a lot of people. And then there's just like a lot of bars and stuff, right? You know what they say about sailors, and I was one. Wait you know, when you're in port, yeah. it's like Come crazy. Have any problems with the sailors? No, I was no, a you know what? Good. No, not really. They're good okay. uh, neighbors. What are you going to say? Yes. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> What's the name of the ghost there that Coco, uh, he, he sent us pieces of? The boy, the, 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 the stuffed dummy who's oh, a boy. Oh, yeah, right. Um, you ever hear of that Robert? guy? Robert. The Robert. Oh, yeah. Oh. 
That's the one. Creepy, <laughs> creepy story. That what it, it's a it's a dummy of a kid with no face, and if you go and see him in the museum, comes to life. If you make fun of him, you know you're cursed, and they get <laughs> letters from people who are cursed, and oh, yeah, wow. You're supposed to ask for permission every time you even want to cross in front of him. Supposedly, wow. I've been there. I've been in the museum. Uh, where they, I don't know, if they have them there right now. Yeah, because I know he tours. Oh, he tours. He tours. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Zeppelin does it. Why not? <laughs> Robert the dummy. Wow. So he tours. Someone's making tons of money off of this. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yes. Wow. But you've seen him. You've seen him in the in the in the cloth, so to speak. Oh well, yeah. One yeah. one time we did. I, I accompanied a group. They asked me to go there, and we. You know, we had exclusive, uh, like exclusive access when the museum was closed, which is a Mart—I think it's a Martello Tower where they had him, mm-hmm. or I don't know if they still there part of the time. And he was under a big glass case, yes. and um, they were giving case. us the ground rules: don't do this, you gotta ask permission. I'm like, are you what? Is he in a sitting well, position? It doesn't have to breathe, though, does it? No, of course I, not. <laughs> I have a picture. I have a picture right next to it. And it was like, but yeah, some people do take it very seriously. Is, is he in a sitting position or is he laid out? Yeah, like they have him like in a little, I want to say, I think it was like a little rocking chair oh, or a little chair. That's really, that's going too far, I think. So, so, and, and isn't that the idea is that if you, as you say, if you don't, if you don't give him his respect, he, he can curse you, right? And they have tons of letters yeah. from people. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So he's a ghost with a tood. Is what you say, right? Uh, yeah, he supposedly got. Uh, I think the 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 story, the backstory on it was that uh, I, I want to say a nanny, yeah, the original we... little boy that owned it, supposedly put a either a curse or a spirit in there. Oh wow! And that's what animates it. But that's kind yeah. of in a way it was a curse doll from the beginning. Oh okay. All right. And so, well, how did how the how the dummy get involved in it then? Well, apparently this was a doll that she, I wanted to, I'm not sure if she was either Jamaican or Haitian, the nanny for the little boy. Okay. Uh, and they gave him the doll. This, I believe it was around the turn of the century. Okay. Uh, and she invested the doll with a spirit or a curse. Voodoo? Like voodoo? But voodoo? What, what happened was that as he grew up, he kept the doll and his wife even when he got married would hear him because he was like he was an artist would hear him upstairs in the attic talking to somebody <laughs> the only other thing in the room was robert the doll so yeah amazing uh, there's, there's many roads to go with this story but let's just stick to <laughs> they make a movie out of this <laughs> or something stay, let's stay in our lane was okay. there a movie or something no based? no but no? have there has there been a movie i'm gonna say no no, no, okay. no. make a Close great movie. You're yeah. gonna get to something like that was the the Chucky, but no, not really Chucky. for Robert the Doll. Chucky, the first Chucky was really kind of scary. I don't know by Chucky forty four hours, kind of lost its luster. lost its luster. So, uh, Marlene, how how long have you been in the ghost business, if I can call it that? Um, I want to say like officially, which is like very like since the nineties. Okay, I've been All doing right. investigations. I mean, interest always has been there mm-hmm. uh and things like that and um but as far as going in there and being asked to participate and this was before of course it became like so mainstream in other words was mm-hmm. i would say since the late 1990s right right since the 90s so what did you start it as a child because your picture looks like you're oh i wish oh oh what is it flattery will get you yeah. everywhere <laughs> wonderful no, no, but it, it's, a, it's one of those things. Uh, originally, um, I was working with a research foundation uh, here that just covered the entire state of Florida. 
So when they had somebody, you know, a case down here, or if there was short manpower, they would ask me to go. And I would, and I would do what they did was like a two part thing where first you would go in there and find out mm-hmm. is scientifically, was there any bases? Are we talking mental illness, drugs, mm-hmm. what's going on uh, before we would go in there? And that's how I really got started because I, I was really good at interviewing people and speaking to them and assessing. Uh, it's not surprisingly, you know, a lot of these cases really are, there's nothing supernatural going on. Mm-hmm. It's more. What's the no. percentage? What percentage can you say are not paranormal? You know, I want to say, I want to say it's a 60-40 split. Oh, wow. And let me explain that 60, 60 yes, 40 no. Okay. But of that 60%, okay, mm-hmm. I want to say that a good 30%, you do have people with problems. It's oh. just that, you, in other words, it, it's you got both things. Oh, go, oh, wow, interesting. Yeah, okay. Because we we, we had someone on uh, a few months ago. He, he was a doctor, but he had done like some kind of duty at a, um, you know, in a facility for people with uh, mental issues. Issues, say, yeah. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, very very disturbed people, and he swore. And this is he was he was you know a pretty. Um, believable guy. I mean, he was a doctor, so uh, he right. swore that these people had a higher rate of, you know, seeing paranormal things than people who didn't have these mm, yeah. issues. Yeah. So that'd yeah, almost be it. like what you're saying in it. a way. Wow, that's how strange I believe it. And, um, you know, because um, as far as my degree, it's, it's in human behavior and mental health, and after a while, you become really good at you know, as far as you can diagnose up to a certain point, because mm-hmm. that, that does take a little bit. People that is just truly, truly, truly like, you know, mental illness or mm-hmm. disease brain versus people that got that, but there's something else. And I don't know if you remember, Mac, I had mentioned that I'm also a trained hypnotherapist and oh. I used mm. to work in alternative areas of hypnosis. Oh, wow. And one of the areas was in spirit attachments, which was something along those lines of what you're telling me he was describing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you will have a lot of mental health people that, off the record, they will tell you the same thing. Wow, you know the only thing that I remember we compared it to—not that it's just a, you know, a slight comparison—but like we we got into this discussion how people will say they have a pet, a dog or a cat. Yeah, will get up in the middle of the night and start barking at the corner. Right. They see something that we can't yeah. see. I've, I've experienced yeah. that. Okay. Sure. It's, it's kind of yes. like the same thing. It's like these people, for whatever reason, you know how, like, I hate to use the word, like idiot savants who can do, you know, figure out pie to the thousandth degree or something mm-hmm. in their head. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they can do that. That's real. That's That happens. And, right. and maybe some of these people, you know, can see things we can't see. How strange would that be, you know? But there's a lot of evidence that kind of points to that, right? Well, you get a, uh, in my experience, based on my observation, my experience, a lot of people that have some type of a little bit of anxiety or that are kind of like, you know, these people that are very vigilant, yes. you know, because of just either their nature or just things that happen to them, they pick up on stuff nobody else does in the real world and then some. Wow. Hmm. Those are the people that I've seen that just pick up and see things like what, describe, and usually they have that background describe this uh, this person a little more fully okay. if you don't mind no um and this is really this this applies across the board i mean you know 
a different degree of difference between one and the other, but usually I've seen they're what I call hypervigilant. Okay. Okay. Some of it could be their nature. You know, people, some people are born more high strung than others. Okay. A lot of it has to do sometimes with childhood, you know, mm-hmm. if things were a little bit unsettled, whereas a kid, you, you know, you're stuck. So you've got to be, mm-hmm. you're always watching what's going on around you. Sure, right, words. yeah. You become yeah. very vigilant. Yeah. You develop a little bit of anxiety because you're unsure. And after a while, they kind of incorporate because, you know, as we humans, we're pretty malleable. Mm-hmm. And you become second nature. And not only are you watching what's going on around you and picking up all these cues, body language, et cetera. Right. I've noticed there's a higher incidence of people with these characteristics that are, if for lack of a better word, either psychic or they just hmm. see things. Wow. They see apparitions. They see um, they just see things. And wow. like I said, a good portion of the ones I've seen, there's a correlation between that type of personality. Wow. That's crazy because it, so what we're saying in a way and i hope i got this right i really do mm-hmm. that if if you are someone who doesn't have this hypervigilant is that the right word you know nature, hypervigilance yeah and 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 you know and the anxiety that goes along with it yeah. in other words if you're just like mm-hmm. these kind of people that i see them i envy them but they just kind of go with the flow you know what i mean people they don't worry about their mind stuff. must not be clouded by other worldly things uh, uh, that yeah, or they just you know, they're malleable cloud she everybody else. Word, or, you know it's kind of like okay you go along with the flow which kind of leads mm-hmm. to that thing that maybe it is like a matrix thing and if you pay a little bit more attention to it yes than the normal person yeah. you start to see things you know yeah Wow, that's yeah. it's, wild, it's, it's somebody that's just, you know how you're always picking up on body cues. You do it unconsciously. Yeah. You, we all do it. Mm-hmm. But this is the person that will take it to the nth degree because they're trying to anticipate what's going to happen. Marlene can, we be, do. Marlene, can we be trained to be that aware and perceptive and that perhaps, re, perhaps relaxed to be more uh, cognizant of, of strange things around us? Believe it or not, it's the opposite of being relaxed. Wow. A lot of these people that I've worked with, mm-hmm. that's the thing they never turn off. You know how if you think one of those saws, you know, to cut wood, you know, usually yep. when we go to sleep, we turn it off. They never turn off. Wow. Okay. So those are the people that sometimes they have trouble sleeping or if they sleep, their sleep is like very uh, – light mm-hmm. you know they mm-hmm. they hear all the noises in the house even yeah. when they're sleeping so it's better if you're wound um, up so yeah. it's 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 a it's a mixed blessing in the sense that they're very good like mm-hmm. i said at picking up on things mm-hmm. that other people just don't mm-hmm. yeah so it's, but, because, but at the same time it's exhausting which is also sure. what causes a little bit of the anxiety because because it takes a lot of energy to be on watch yeah. 24 hours a day even oh, when yeah. you're asleep you're on watch yeah. you know yeah. Wow, exactly. that's wild. And so, did, so that that kind of, we should just remind everyone that we're talking to Marlene Pato down there in uh, you know sunny fifty degree Florida, if you can <laughs> yes. believe it, down near the Keys, and she uh, runs Miami Ghost Chronicles. Knows a lot about ghosts. We love talking about ghosts. So, is that something that 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 happens from childhood? Do you think, or there's no way it's in the genes or the DNA or anything? Is no. You know what I. I I hear a lot, and I'm sure you've heard it too. Like, oh, that if runs in the family, mm-hmm. eh, right? Not really. really. Let me tell you something. Uh, maybe it's, maybe it's because in your family was more accepted, where everybody talked about it, or your mom and your aunt and your grandmother. But not really. I don't really think it's something genetic mm-hmm. per se. I think it has to do with, like I said, your emotional makeup, what mm-hmm. happened to you when you were a kid, because mm-hmm. that's really where it starts. 
mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> that sets you up to be that observant. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that can happen to anybody. <laughs> I mean, it has nothing to do really. Uh, right. I, you could have this ability and none of your family be, you know, like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, right. Sure. Right. Uh, hey, Switch, you must have a question, do you? Yeah, uh, it's kind of a weird question, but, you know, we, we talk about residual hauntings and conscious hauntings. Yes. I wonder if, if, do you think it's ever possible, I don't, you know, whatever, whatever it is that triggers a residual haunting, mm-hmm. is it ever possible that those uh, sometimes become conscious and act as if it is a, that the person has survived? Uh, I'm thinking of things like, you know, the Philip experiment that they did mm-hmm. in Toronto where they created a, an imaginary ghost that was right. responsive. Yes. Right, like a, and, like a tulpa, yeah. Like mm-hmm. a tulpa. I mean, do you think mm-hmm. that ever, if, if it does happen, that it would react as if, you know, and here that person has, has actually moved on their soul or essence to wherever, mm-hmm. but still you're getting this, this interactive like it is something very conscious. Do you think that's possible or that ever happens? I, As far as residual, I think that, in other words, the flow would be intelligent. Yes. Residual is left behind. Once it's residual, you're never, it's going to never regress. In other words, residual is like an imprint in the fabric of that place, mm-hmm. whether mm-hmm. it's a smell of coffee, something that was done a lot. Certain, you know, you hear uh, sounds on steps going up and down. That was done right. repetitively, but there's nothing there. There's nobody there. Right. Maybe at one point you might have had an active or what they call intelligent haunting. And maybe for some reason that spirit moved on, but that imprint still is there. still there. Um, we should explain to people who might not know that a residual haunting thing is, as you just said, it's almost like you're looking at a videotape from hundreds of years ago. Yeah. It just happens to be there. Mm-hmm. But then there's, what do you call the other haunting where you actually see a ghost, you interact with the ghost and so it's on? It's an intelligent haunting. Okay. That there's, All right. Yeah. There's two. Now, now just going to this, in, in you know, people throw around the space fabric of space time and stuff like that. And I'm sure physicists, you know, understand it and stuff, but couldn't it just be kind of like a glitch in the system? You know what I mean? Like I've heard people describe coincidences, coincidences, coincidences. Yep. As start that again. Three, two, (laughs) (laughs) we'd be doing this all night. Here we go. Three, you know, I'm just cutting it down for the editor. Three, two, one. Uh, People have described, Describe coincidences yep. as just kind of like glitches in the program, glitches in the the software or something. You know that all of a sudden, or random acts of synchronicity. Yeah, that you're not supposed yeah. to know, but yeah. you you know so definitely. You know, mm-hmm. and 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 um, you know, does let me ask you this question: Does does everybody have the same amount of ESP? And can you, if not, can you train yourself to have like a higher amount of ESP? Maybe uh, you don't even know, but do you know? I have a feeling yes. you know. Yes, I do. I do. I do believe that that something and a lot of people say brain plasticity, which is, you know, what let's say um, this is, let's say some some people, let's say they've had a brain injury or something that Mm -hmm. you can retrain your your brain can be Mm -hmm. trained to use different neural pathways. Mm -hmm. And then you do that when you do something repetitively. After a while, you do a second nature, for Mm -hmm. example, like driving. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think that being psychic or being able, you know, let's say remote viewing, uh, whatever the case, however you want to look at it. Yes, I think that you can train yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think more, do you think people sorry, are born with it? You know, do you think some people are born with it more than others are? 
Uh, I don't, how can I say this? I think we're all even, it's just that it's almost like some people, uh, it's, they don't have to work at it that hard, mm-hmm. but it's there. Right, and it's, true. Some people just never use it because they, there may be a very mellow personality. Right. And everything is good for them. And right. they really, you know, they're not, they don't need to be that observant and. Right. And, but you still have those people that they've never had any type of psychic experience and they'll go to this one place and be there at the right time and they'll see something or have an experience and never again. Right. Or they'll see a crisis mm-hmm. apparition. So, you, Same thing. Do you think you have to be in, in a way, in the right place at the right time? Because I've never seen a UFO. I'm always looking for them, and I yeah. feel like you think you'd be the one to be chosen to see one. Yeah, I know, but I know, but I have this feeling I'll never see one because I'm, I'm like hypervigilant looking for yeah, them you know right. and it's, it, it, they just seem to surprise you and ghosts are the same way too I mean you go into a haunted house and all that that's crazy okay but if you go to a place and you have one of these intelligent hauntings I, I think it's usually a surprise to you you know it isn't like right. even you're looking for a ghost right are you, if you look for a ghost will you see one let me tell you something there's a good chance that's why I really, say yeah? that you know a lot of these shows is like some, absolutely, I think sometimes it has to do with timing, especially if it's something tied into an anniversary. Mm-hmm. There's some, there's something, you know, that needs to be happening mm-hmm. for that apparition or whatever supernatural event to take place. Right. Um, so I, I know the weather. Sometimes people will say is tied mm-hmm. into that. Oh, really, that's uh, wild. You yes. mean really? You mean uh, overcast, rainy weather like we have uh, up here in the electrostatic wind? charge? I've had mm-hmm. also where. It's not necessarily that it's stormy weather, but if the weather for some reason mimics what it was like when that haunting took place or mm, that wild personality That's, had an experience, yeah, maybe early in the morning, maybe at dusk. I mean, it's it's like the variable could go a lot of ways. It's, it's, I would say in like a lot of these historical places, you know, the docents and the tour guides, those are the ones that really have best chance of witnessing mm-hmm. stuff sometimes it's the matrix it's the matrix <laughs> it's the matrix yeah it's it's bumps in the matrix yeah. you know i mean that's what it kind of sounds like in a way you know mm-hmm. but but so do you think that and then we're going to throw the switch here as they say in the business let's get neo on the line who neo <laughs> who's neo uh, the, matrix dude right yeah the, yeah, the keanu saw, reeves character i never saw the movie because he's the in it. but anyway other show um Train of thought there, one uh, Train of thought. Well, we were talking about the matrix. Oh, right. Okay. The glitch in the system. I mean, Get, it, doesn't it? Doesn't everything kind of point to that in a way? And and you know, we're well, just seeing. I, like I think I certain say, life like, life experiences may repeat each other, but with different characters. Uh, this whole thing about you know the people who aren't uh, you know on on duty the whole time, you know, miss stuff. So if you're watching for yeah. weird stuff, you will see weird stuff. That's what we're saying, right, Molly? Right. Well, I mean, and you know, sometimes you'll have people that everybody will see it. Sometimes things happen and hey, everybody sees it. You know, the psychic ones. Usually, um, So you it, can't it, see it coming. Like said, you, timing, you can't prepare yeah, yourself. If, let's say if you're a trained psychic or you've had that, those are the people that will walk into the place and they'll say, oh, well, you know, there's a soldier standing over there in the corner right. and right. he's like, he's missing a hand. Yeah. And everybody's like, huh? Mm, and, but it's but it, most of the time that person has been having psychic experiences or seeing that for a while. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, you'll get like somebody what I call a nail, 
Okay. These are people that are very down to the earth. You know, they're nailed down. Mm. Yes. Who walk in and they'll see it. But yes. the other person is more than likely a lot more to see mm. or get an impression. Or they'll go into a place and they'll go, man, this place feels negative or bad or I, yeah. I want to get out of here. Mm. And they got a person standing next to them going, what are you talking about? See, I don't think that's, that has never happened to me. Nothing like that. The only no. ghost thing, and I'm going to ask. No ghosts on Plum Island that you've seen. That we know of anyway. So... I want to know what kind of ghosts you're going to see in, around Miami, you know, like dead well, surfers it, or something well, or what? It, old Coke dealers who, you know, yeah. at their end or something. Well, tell you, Will they come all back you have to do hunt? is drive out to the Everglades. Please. I'm sure there's, <laughs> there's a plan. ton of bodies there's, out yeah, there. Really, yeah. It's standing room only on the Everglades. Uh, switch, <laughs> must, switch, you got another question there? Uh, uh, yeah, there's, uh, uh, you know, I, I, we, uh, Emily and I, the, Emily, the other correspondent on the show, Emily Minnemeyer, we go out often to the area where the Mothman was seen, and there was this uh, the infamous TNT area where it was uh, originally seen. And people have a lot of other experiences out there. A lot of people will see orbs and so forth, but they'll also see, uh, for lack of a better term, shadow people. Mm -hmm. And I, in my, my research, I've even found that uh, some people that uh, have experienced UFO sightings mm -hmm. have seen shadow people. Very creepy. And, and, Yes, and in your estimation, I mean, there may not be one answer, and this this really hit uh, hit big for a while. What what do you? How would you describe? What, what are your ideas I mean, about what shadow people may be? We should, we should tell people that shadow people, and they have these a lot in the St. Louis Valley in Colorado. That we have Tim O'Brien on, uh, Tim, whatever his name is, a lot. Chris O'Brien a lot. Chris, Chris O'Brien, yeah, right. right? You're you're in your house. Mm -hmm. And you see the shadow of people on the wall and stuff, but there's no one there. Right. Okay, is that a good description of it there, Molly? Yeah, well, people, I mean, you have people that will say shadow people. Either they catch them darting, like, out of the corner of their eyes. A lot of people will actually see them, like, usually really tall. As some of them will throw in their hat man with a shadow person. Hat man? Wow. Wow, yeah. Has, like, a hat or oh, a muscle. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what's going on? So different versions of uh, shadow people. What's going on there? Okay, well, the consensus is I, I want to say that a very low percentage from what I've spoken to is to different people I've had experiences is like an actual human ghost, which is just trying to get out of your way. Okay. These are the ones that you, you see like out of the corner of your eye, like, did I see something? Mm -hmm. But they're able to cast a shadow? But yeah, but that's the weird. Yeah, go ahead, please. It's almost like they see the outline, but instead of actually seeing, let's say, a ghost, with the, yeah. almost oh, okay. the only thing they can materialize is like their shadow, like an outline. Yeah, yeah. Dogs. So that's what they mean. Okay, all right. No, it's no, not, no, no. That's what I'm saying. That's the minor. I want to say the majority of them are what I consider non-human entities. Okay. Yep. Okay? Yep. And that's why a lot of people will say, hey, I, it, "It was a very dreadful feeling that came with it. It was very menacing, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera." Bad vibes. Uh, some people even say, like when you were talking about earlier about Mothman, mm -hmm. some people will say, "Oh, there, you know, if you sight one, it's a harbinger of death." That's just a version, you know. Mm. Well, some people think of as the shadow Switch would have been dead 20 years ago. He's, down, he's hanging around down there all the time. You still with us here, Switchy? I'm here. Okay, stop eating those frosted flakes, as it turns out. Okay, good. Uh, we're talking to uh, Marlene Pato of Miami Ghost Chronicles. Um, we, we could go on all night because we just have, I just have tons of questions about ghosts. And, you know, I mean, what? Uh, let me just ask one. we got about three minutes left. If, if you have an intelligent ghost encounter, okay, is that ghost coming to see you? You know what I mean? Should you take it personally? 
you sh depends. It might. It, yeah, I've had cases where the person is the one being haunted, not the house. Okay. And then when you talk to them, you find out that every place they live, they have the same thing. And it's oh, like, have wow. you caught on yet that it's not the house, it's <laughs> you? <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's it's. I, I, just that you said that. I'll tell this real quick. We had a guy on a few years ago. He wrote a book about a very haunted house in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's, it's kind of a famous um, story. Happened in the early '60s. Furniture flying all over the place, and you know, cupboards slamming and stuff. And and they called the fire department and the cops, and the and the cops and the firemen actually saw this shit. This right. stuff. Wow, this stuff happening. <laughs> You know, and in, in overturning big couches and stuff like that, you know, just like really nutty, nutty stuff. And they had like ghost hunters. Lots of go, things in motion. It, yeah, right. And in, in lots of witnesses, which yeah. is strange. And then like about four minutes or five minutes before the interview was over, he says, oh, no, by the way, and about all the crazy stuff in the sense, he goes, Bob Crane, the actor, used to rent this house. <laughs> oh, go, holy cow. <laughs> You couldn't get more cursed than that guy. <laughs> really? Anyway, so, wow. uh, Marlene, just explain the Miami Ghost Chronicles for our audience, please. Okay, well, Miami Ghost Chronicles, it's the group that I founded back in the 90s and really I've always been a freelance uh, investigator, which means I work with a foundation out of Florida, but also with, with different groups around the country. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I do a lot of consulting because sometimes people will call me because, or they'll call me in because... I'm, uh, I'm reliable, and I know how to keep confidential stuff. Uh, oh, good. And well, um, you know, then yeah. now after I've started writing a couple of books a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. but um, you know I've been, you know, like I said, working with a I want to say a mostly residential yep. uh, clients that, despite what everybody sees, always wants to keep it very you know, private, for mm -hmm. lack of a better word. A lot of it, and that's usually your marker that these people are really scared. Are you are, are you like a shrink to them? Do you know what I mean? Yes, sometimes, and I don't want to be. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be. Right. I have a lot of, after, you know, I, they want the hand-holding, and it's, I can't yep. stay yeah, here, yeah. so you're going to have to take, you know, I, we help, mm -hmm. but, and sometimes, again, there's a lot of dynamics sometimes, not all the time, going on in some of these investigations mm -hmm. that it's like, you know what, I could probably help you get rid of whatever's here, but you're still going to have to deal with yourself. Right, sure, yeah. <laughs> that kind so, of scenario. So are you able to kind of reason with ghosts, if I can put it that way? Yes, absolutely, mm -hmm. yes, okay. you can. All right, do, is there any chance that ghosts know Reason with them in what way? Don't don't punch me or don't kill me? Or don't, don't scare me, don't haunt me? Yeah. Well, some of them, believe it or not, are not really sure that they're dead. <laughs> that could be a oh. problem. <laughs> so they're still hanging around because they say, hey. I'm, they're confused. Yeah. They're, they're confused. confused. Is there any way, to, can they see the future? Can they see like the score of the Super Bowl in February? Is that possible? Let me tell you, a, a lot, you know, a lot, you know, you hear of a lot of people that have had these encounters. In my experience, yes. Whenever you get a supposed ghost that's foretelling, you know, trying to tell you, hey, this is going to happen, and yep. it turns out more than chances you're talking to a non-human entity, which is not a human ghost, and you're in trouble there. That sounds like a thumbs a down on the Super Bowl score yeah. there. And, well, that's how they entice you, you know. Mm -hmm. they, they, they give you all this information, you're like, wow, and well, then nothing. What bites you in the butt. Wow. Are you talking to a demon or something? 
What are you talking okay, to? I am very careful about the demon word because okay. there's a lot of entities out there that are non-human, have never been human, but mm-hmm. are not necessarily a demon. Mm-hmm. Demons are one of them. But there's a lot of non-human spirits mm-hmm. besides it, demons out there. And what are they doing? Mm-hmm. Just causing trouble, that type of thing? They're going to uh, bug you? Yeah, um, some of them, uh, it's like some of them, people bring it on themselves. You have something like elemental spirits, which usually they... They ignore humans, and your best bet is to ignore them. Wow, you know, okay. usually you'll have a lot of people, let's say cultures that at one point mm-hmm. knew about them and just like like appease them and leave them alone. You never want to get their attention. You never want because you're in trouble if you do. It's like the uh, the waiter at the grog. You know, you give him your order and he disappears. He's a ghost. <laughs> He's like, never to be seen again. He's the only ghost I've ever seen. Marlene, thanks for joining us. We, like I said, we could go on for hours and hours. You know, I mean, we should like it. We got to go down to Miami and check out. Want to do that? Yeah. Got a road trip on the way to road them. trip. For what she said about Mothman, I think we could pass up the Mothman festival and just <laughs> right. Because there's any ghosts up and down the strip in Miami along cool. along the the coast the road Moth- or something. The ghosts of Last Route ninety five. Mothman was in Chicago, something like that. So I oh, don't okay. know. all right. Well, uh, guy so, gets around. Well, listen. Uh, thanks. What do you have uh, coming up in the uh, you know in the next few months? Do you you see clients, right? Do you hypnotize people? I don't anymore privately. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I have done it with some clients because, uh, it, but it's a very rare occasion. Right. Usually, okay. I'm writing my books. As a matter of fact, I've got a new one coming out the 18th, which is called Supernatural Safety. It's like a, it's a paranormal DIY guide. Oh, cool. Yeah, right. nice. Hey, Great you know, idea. When, yeah, yeah. yeah, everybody else is DIY. You can uh, do paranormal work DIY. And I'll tell you when not to, when it's not a DIY project. Oh, cool. Well, get in touch with us when that uh, comes out. When's it coming out in 10 uh, seconds? December 18th. Oh, cool. Mm. All right. Well, we should have you Keith on. Keith Rich's birthday. Yeah, there you go. That's how Juan Ron remembers everything. <laughs> so, well, thank you for joining us. And I'm going to, right now, this is the end of the show, Juan Ron. We've had so much fun. Oh, man. We can't extend by. it another hour? No. <laughs> as much as I wish we could. Call the Stabbit Galley and tell them, get okay. our seats ready, All please, right. and keep the grill on and okay. put the Jack Daniels on. Can you on. close up shop on your own? Yes, yes. Okay, okay. flee. Call and flee. Um, thank Marlene, it's a pleasure to Thanks talk for joining to you. us, no, really. My pleasure. Yes, thank nice. you. And happy holidays. Yes, happy same to you. Happy holidays to you, too. Yeah, I might be calling you for personal consultation. You never know. Not a problem. Okay. Whenever you. you want. Thank you, Marlene. Thanks for joining Take us. Take care. Marlene goes Bye-bye. What's your website? What's your website, real quick? It's uh, MiamiGhostChronicles.com or MarlenePardo.com. All right, cool. All right, thank you very much, Marlene. We'll talk real soon, okay? Bye-bye. Take Thanks care. Thanks a lot. Good night. Wow. And one one had literally ran out of here to get to the bar. I can't believe it. So, Switch, I'm going to say uh, good night to you. Thank you for joining us tonight. All right. Uh, it was a good time, and uh, we'll see you next week. Right. And uh, I suppose I should mention the names of the people who uh, actually won the books. And our big book giveaways. The uh, Tonto has left the building, so I have to do this all myself. Melanie West, Georgetown, Maine, has won a free copy of the book. V.K. Rojas of Phoenix, Arizona, free copy of Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe. We'll be mailing that out soon. And also Tim Gallant of Quebec, Canada. Did I say that right there, Switchy? Quebec? Quebec. Uh, Quebec. Que- yeah, Quebec. Okay. You're more north than I. I figured you'd know. Uh, so uh, thanks uh, for uh, everyone writing in with the secret word. We're going to be giving books away uh, for the next few weeks, uh, picking names out of the Magic Fishbowl. And I should remind people that next week, 
Uh, we're going to be live on uh, YouTube at, um, I believe it's 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock um, on the 18th of um, December. Does that sound right to you, Switchy? That sounds about right. But check your local listings. Right, check your lo local listings. We'll, we'll be live on YouTube on Martin Willis's UFO podcast. Just go on YouTube and search, and uh, you'll see he has a lot of podcasts. He has a lot of listeners and a lot of viewers, so we're going to get you know kind of cleaned up. And we'll be on there live, and then the audio of that show will be our regular show that we send out to the network. So, and we're going to give away a lot of fun. It should be good, and and you know if, if we can get this together technically, we, we can give away five books right live on the year, five copies of Macaloni's Haunt the Universe. Thank you to everyone who has bought the book and who has written to me. I really appreciate it, and it's a it's a, as big a surprise to anyone uh, that it's uh, doing so well. But I guess I got to think positive. So. Uh, Switchy, thank you for joining us, and we're going to uh, thank Dave Greco from the Starboard Galley, also Megan Reagan from the Starboard Galley for reading the 10 questions, and also uh, Marlene Pato of the Miami Ghost Chronicles, and also Coco, who joined us uh, uh, earlier on, and then he had to go to bed, correct, Switchy? That's correct. Yeah, okay, all right, that's, uh, you know, that's Coco. So, uh, I guess we're going to wrap up the show without JJ, so for the, the entire gang, this is Mac Maloney saying, until next time. Oh, here he is for his big line. <laughs> he is putting the can I, oh, I, I thought I was going to I thought, Well, why don't you say it, it together? Say it together. Be your way of right, you know, kicking right. them out of the limo, okay? Uh, so until you hear us next time, this is Mac Maloney for the whole gang saying, be safe, be happy, and bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, you're supposed to say it together. Hold on. Let's just do this. You're ready? Was, yeah. uh, <laughs> all right. Be safe, <laughs> be happy, and Bye-bye. Bye-bye. What's the matter with you guys? <laughs> what do you mean? That was stereo. No, it wasn't. We're not looking for stereo. We're looking for double tracking. Okay, ready? Be safe. Be, be happy. happy. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. See, that, our timing is wrong because Max pointing to me, and then you can't see that. I'm so. going to give you one more time. We're like okay. three minutes over, okay? Jeez. I just count down to three when I say be happy, okay? okay. Count down to three and say it, okay? okay. Be safe, be happy, and bye-bye. Bye-bye. Forget it. Okay. <laughs> Give me back all the presents I gave you.